From the dial-up modem of mayhem comes the virtual reality mind melt that is 1992's Lawnmower Man. The story of a simple-minded man who gets an unorthodox upgrade in the form of a cerebral expansion tour through the new world of virtual reality. And drugs. How many belt whips does it take to get to the center of a god complex? Can a chimpanzee hold his temper and a gun at the same time? Is LED-piped wetsuits the future of fashion? And how many scientists does it take to make the next messiah? I hope you guys brought your landlines and modems, have your lawnmowers gassed up, and make sure you've paid your internet bill, because we're about to chuddle the lawnmower man. Not the chuddle. Chuddle. Surprise. Whoa. Oh, that's fantastic. So good. If what the actual fuck was a movie, out of the mist and into the fog, it's... Shuttle the pod. That's right. Hello and welcome, Shuttle Club folk. We are Shuttle the Pod. You got me, Shuttle the Sam. You got Brian. Huh? Say hi. Huh? That's my trademark. Remember? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. That's good. Very good. Um, (laughs) and Ross, Shuttle the Ross. Say hi, Ross. Oh, hey. Oh. Hey, sup. And that just about rounds out our go. branded greetings. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we are here to talk about the Lawnmower Man. This is a patron pick. Shout out to our coven of witches. We love you so much and we appreciate do. your appreciation. Love chatting with you and just hanging out. And you're so. We pick you suggested movies. We picked the Lawnmower Man. Well, I think Ross and I kind of were into it. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, really I don't know do about that. this one. It's um, okay. I, I'm I'm fine. I got. I'm, we I'm went, glad I got. I got coerced into this. Okay. And, and we went so deep into this one. We went full director's cut. That's right. Yeah, so that Brian be and I both watched the theatrical <laughs> yes. version, and then also watched the director's cut. Planning um, to, I was, I was thinking coming. Both are on Tubi right now. Yeah, uh, as of this recording. So if you want to mm-hmm. watch either of them, go over to Tubi for that. It's yeah. free. And I did not know. know that it was on Tubi, so I only watched the director's cut one and a half times. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I, I was, I thought I was being all like right. fun. I'm going to watch the director's cut too. Going to be able to come in and be like, well, this is what they did different. But no, we're we're going to be speaking probably more to like this is the director's cut and this is what theatrical cut. Did different, so I would the suggest difference yeah. in the theatrical cut, right? Because there's a lot. I suggest there's watch like both. Forty more minutes in the director's cut. <laughs> I than honestly, there is it, it paints. Cut. There's different. We'll get into it. Uh, it's once a we lot. Get, yeah. yeah, very, yeah, a very lot. different feeling about everything. <laughs> so, if this is your first time listening to the show, at the very beginning, we do sort of a spoiler-free uh, trailer for you, give you a little bit to know about the movie without saying too much to see whether or not you might want to watch it i already shouted out our coven earlier because this was their pick and then if you like what you hear follow us rate review tell your friends that would be great now the one line plot from imdb for this movie is a simple man is turned into a genius through the application of computer science which yeah is a good Mm -hmm. one line description Mm -hmm. yeah that's it's partially Accurate. true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, partially true for sure. <laughs> Simple man. Movies are made by people, and the people that made 
the lawnmower man are mm-hmm. the director is brett leonard who apparently he did virtuosity which mm-hmm. is a movie i forgot about which is another like 90s mm-hmm. computer technology type of thing and i just the wanted internet. to bring it up because i i did not realize uh russell crowe was in it but the cover of virtuosity like the tagline for the movie really amuses me it is hell hath no fury like a computer composite of 183 serial killers oh <laughs> me <laughs> said at 6.7 i can't even say it without laughing <gasps> hell yeah. hath no I fury like, like fact- a computer composite of 183 serial killers, <laughs> killers. Oh my God. i like the fact that he that he did two films about how the internet is scary Mm-hmm. Like I love, I really, really enjoy that. And then monster, like Frankenstein's of the internet. Yeah, that's a you know technology bad, one of those for sure. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> um, writers on IMDb: Brett Leonard, Gimel Everett, and Stephen King. But we'll touch on that a little bit more when we go to behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, actors in this film are Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Lawrence Angelo. Shout out to James Bond and Goldeneye. Jeff Fahey or Fahey? I'm not... I feel like I've heard people say Fahey, but I it looks like Fahey. It's, it's, it's very Smith. strong Fahey. <laughs> you want to put emphasis on it? I have no idea, to be honest. Sorry. Yeah, no, I think you're right, Jeff. Fahey. Jenny Wright as Marnie Burke, Mark Bringelson as Sebastian Timms, Jeffrey Lewis as Terry McKean, Jeremy Slate as Father McKean, John Laughlin as Jake Simpson, and Austin O'Brien as Peter. At this point, we're going to let you know how much goo to expect with our Gorometer. It's time for the Goro. Fatality. Gorometer, scale of 1 to 10. Psycho to the sadness, you know, being a little bloody or a lot of bloody. How gory is this joint? So we're talking director's cut. <laughs> we're talking the dire- yeah. yeah, we're talking director's cut. Still, like, um, maybe like a two. Zero? <laughs> I was going to say three. I can't maybe think of three. Anything. I think there, if, there's we add a, one, if we add I guess we'll talk bit. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's a three for goo and violence, oh, and then okay. I feel I like it's a five for eight bit violence. There's a lot of eight bit violence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, otherwise it's it's real it's real tame. So th- yeah, we, we can talk a little bit more <laughs> when we get to like genre or anything like that. But is this this right. is one of those uh, movies I feel like that skirts a line of is this a horror movie? Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah, like it 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 drifts into the horror lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I thought about that watching one and a half times where I was like, is this a horror movie? Is sure. this a horror movie? We'll get into it later. But in the context for the gore, it's like, it's it's there, but it's not there. Like, I feel like it, it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it had it had potential for some of the way that the, there, there's kills in this movie and everything. And for some of the way that yeah. those kills happen, it could have definitely been a lot gorier. And I was almost hoping I was going to see that in the director's cut. But you really don't get much, yeah. Gore, no. It's there's a little additional death. There's there's more yeah. deaths in the director's cut. But the, still the yes. same style. <laughs> yeah, but still, yeah. yeah I, I'd keep it around two thing. or three think, at most, a three. Yeah, because visually, there it's not that crazy to look at. I think conceptually, it's some of the things are kind of horrifying. 
but how they're presented in the film mm-hmm. are very yeah, tame. Very, very tame. Yeah. There's only one thing I can think of, and it puts it at a two. Sure. Cool. Great. Who is the horror for? Uh, what are the subgenres? Mm-hmm. Science fiction. Yeah, uh, at this yeah, point, you know, nostalgia. Technology like, bad. If you really want to see what people are thinking, technology's like in the '90s, or oh, what it's totally. going to be pushing the if, boundaries in a '90s mindset. If you, if you want like a heavy, um, origins of CGI. Like if you wanted to like see some of the first computer animated, like the Lawnmower Man is definitely, definitely way up there on the list of just like future bending at the time kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, setups. Right. I think it's interesting um, that they, well, we'll get into that later. That That's a little <laughs> spoilery. Uh, so yeah, I don't think there's much more to say on it. Just yeah, sci-fi, I mean, the sci-fi, technology. heavy sci-fi. I mean, yeah. internet, computery. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. to say kind of earthbound sci-fi. It's not, you know, you're, you're, you got your like space yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. This one, your earth stories. Grounded. Yes. It's actually really, that's a great way of putting it. Street level. Street sci-fi. This is sci-fi for the streets. Street <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, is it a good hang movie? Is it a schlock fest or is it serious? I think it could I, be a good hang for sure. I think it's way, yeah. yes. I think hang <laughs> yes. is the way to watch it. I think no it, doubt. Yeah. yeah. It could be. A, I think it could I think be pretty it'd be fun. fun well, yeah, I think there's some stuff there. <laughs> and is it for beginners? I'd say <sighs> it's just kind of weird. Yeah, it can be. Like I, I think it's tame. It's tame enough that I think it's a great entry level movie. But I wouldn't necessarily say it's a great entry level horror movie. I agree because right. I think it's like it was already touched on. I'm if you're like I'm into horror. This isn't horror-y enough to recommend as a no. beginner horror movie. No. I would almost I, – I would – not almost. I would say that this is a sci-fi movie with garnishes of horror yeah. sprinkled throughout the entire thing. You know what I mean? So it's like – I think if you're a sci-fi head, you might mm-hmm. – that would be a good – like this would be a fun introductory one, especially like you said, like earthbound science fiction Mm -hmm. and i can see how there'd be scary moments it's just you know not there's not much dread in this movie (laughs) yeah it doesn't feel that way i mean yeah you could look at the sense of job turning to a sense or you know our character becoming some sort of killer i was trying to look at it like is he a slasher at this point of like going through and Mm -hmm. like trying to kill anybody Mm -hmm. but that, that that was just trying to bring it into the realm of like how could you know you put this on the fringe of horror or something like that but yeah heavy sci-fi i mean we're gonna probably keep repeating this but it is it, it just <laughs> oozes I, there you go there's where we're gonna get our goo for tonight is the uh, oozing yes. of the sci-fi from it dope what words of warning does the chuttle harbinger of doom offer for this movie all right, little mo- a little Chuttle Mothman's flying in and like mourning us, here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> giving us feelings I, of. I, I, I don't mean to bother you guys, but there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of lights. There's a lot of flashing oh, lights. Oh yeah, this film. oh yeah, flashing huge lights. photo sensitivity one on this one. Yes, massive amounts throughout the entire movie, and just does not stop. Domestic one of the actresses <laughs> had issues. Oh yeah, yeah. domestic violence, child mm-hmm. abuse, mm-hmm. animal abuse, animal death for the theatrical version. <laughs> <laughs> or not the theatrical version the director's cut. Yes. Gosh. I mean both, but both, in different but, ways. 
yeah th- th- there's a lot of these things but again i i want to say these things happen i'd say one of the most sh- shocking not shocking the harder of them is the the domestic violence because you just see like some straight oh, up slapping <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. yeah they're kids getting hit yeah like the animal death is yeah that's tough too but it's not like compared to like our like are we our horror movies where it's like this like huge emphasis on these these the death or anything or the gore like that right. and stuff so it's not gonna be it's not as tough no, the <laughs> deaths like, we do get are that, that, that there's a big emphasis on the death are decidedly ungory yeah yes very <laughs> i think it, that actually you guys make a really good point maybe i think the domestic violence stuff in this film really glares out because of the lack of like actual gore and goo in this film like i think we've seen other ones maybe not to this level of domestic abuse but like we've seen other films in our podcast history that knock on that door but we glaze over it just because of the amount of blood and guts that are in a certain where it's like god that was terrible but this is also really really bad there's no really really bad when it comes to like gore and death in this mm-hmm. so it makes all of these I'm like oh wow that's that's really off-putting they don't no i mean i can i can see the point there especially with you know horror movies and like the the action and the death in this feels like it leans a little bit more towards like an action movie ish type of deaths and yes. kills and stuff like that so it's all of that feels the weight of it doesn't feel as dreadful as sam mentioned before the dread you feel from like a horror movie i do have to say though i think like it's weird as much as the visuals on this aren't as crazy i think some of the concepts are super creepy. i think the visuals are actually uh, we'll, we'll get in we'll get there <laughs> that's the th- that's our words for tonight we'll get there and we're going to get into it tonight but, uh, we're but, but there, i yeah. will say the visuals i think are i like them i liked them this time okay well that covers the words of warning from the harbinger of doom right anything else from the mothman nope <laughs> who picked it why in the history uh patreon picked it ross and i leaned towards it i had watched it once and thought it fucking sucked and i hadn't seen it since Mm -hmm. um and that's about all the history i have with it what about you guys i honestly i think i saw it when like it it, not when it first came out but very close to like there was definitely a vhs copy of this that i that i watched i don't necessarily think that i've seen it more than like three times in my entire life and that's low for ross that's very low on my standards. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think honestly, I think when it got brought on the list, I, it was one of the first ones on the Patreon list. I was like, oh, I haven't seen that in a minute. I would love to rewatch that again because I haven't seen that in like, God, close to a decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm in the same boat as like, I remember seeing it when I was younger and this is like terrible, schlocky, bad. It just looked like crap. This was dumb and everything. And then I remember at one point, I forget where my mom went. She went somewhere and she was like, I was going to bring you back a souvenir, but they didn't have anything. So we went, I was at Walmart and I got you lawnmower man because it was like <laughs> something on sale. She was like, whatever, here you go. And so then I kind of was like, well, I feel like I have to like this movie or something, but it's a special little gift. But I always remember not wanting to watch it and sure to reaffirm how bad it was or anything <laughs> but uh that, that that's and i really i don't think i have touched it in, in a very long time right so actually i guess i do have a little more history to it i remember 
somehow wanting to see this when it came out even though i would have been like six when it came out in theaters um because at blockbuster i remember wanting to rent Mm. it and going to rent it and the guy basically kind of like looking at me and looking at my mom and being like asking if it was for me or something and saying that like not to let me rent this movie so for a long time in my head, I thought it was like absolutely crazy. And then, <laughs> and then saw, I didn't oh, see it until I was like, I don't know, 27. So that's when I first saw it and ah, thought it sucked. Ooh, sure. And I, I had it built up in my head from as a child. But also now when I look and see that I was probably a six or seven year old going to rent this, like it's not the craziest movie in the world, but it is kind of like a weird it's, movie well, it's for wild. a six or seven well, year old. Well, if it was uh, at Blockbuster, well, still, you would have been like eight or nine at the right. yeah oldest. well no i'm saying like because it came out in 92 well if i was right? out in 92 that's when you were about six or seven right uh yeah i would have been so when by the six. time it got to blockbuster right i would have been seven it depends Maybe. on I don't, you know when yeah, it came i don't out, know what, but whatever movies yeah. took a lot longer movies math. didn't release like three <laughs> weeks after they were out in theaters right <laughs> right i actually i do remember revisiting this um i think it was like teenage years and you're going to probably bring this up, but the whole Stephen King behind the scenes thing I had heard about. And then I was, cause I was such a Stephen King head had knew the story and then was like, Oh, I didn't know. And then went into rewatching it again. And like, that's, I think that was my biggest, like as a, a not a child watching this movie <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. Well, with all that fun stuff said, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> We're going to go ahead and get into the spoilers. So if you don't want to hear them or you want to go see the movie first, pause now and come back to us. If you don't care, if you've seen it before, better buckle up, baby, because we're about to get into that 666 crucible of questions. Saddle up and ride. Spoiler zone. Okay, we are starting off with a new feature, the chat GPTP, GPT, GTP, GPG. It's pronounced GIP. Oh, excuse me. GIP. 30 second recap. Mm-hmm. So, this is what I got. We'll correct oh, it seconds. as needed. Put it on the clock. The Lawnmower Man is a, scient- is a sci-fi thriller released in 1992. So far, so good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the story revolves around Dr. Lawrence Angelo, a brilliant scientist specializing in intelligence enhancement research. Driven by his ambition to increase human intelligence, he develops a groundbreaking experiment utilizing a combination of virtual reality simulations and experimental drugs. Okay. So far, yeah. great job. Pretty good. Enter Job Smith, a mentally challenged man with a childlike innocence. Seeking a part-time job, Job becomes Dr. Angelo's lab assistant and unwittingly becomes the subject of ex- experimental project. Think we can pause right there? Yeah, it's a little more predatory than that. He wasn't seeking the second job. Oh, Dr. Angelo was seeking like, a part-time job and, to, <laughs> and then became his lab assistant at all. He yeah. was like, you want to come play some cool video games? Yeah. What yeah. if I could make you smarter? Would you like that? I'm yeah, you would, wouldn't you? I'm, Let's do it. Wouldn't you? Let's do it. So that's kind of how that comes about in the movie. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry about the chimpanzee. Dr. Angelo introduces, so what's funny, Ross, is that chimpanzee is like 
not in the theatrical version. <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We'll get to it. Dr. Angelo introduces... We're going to get to that. <laughs> Dr. Angelo introduces Job to a series of virtual reality simulations known as The Shop, designed to expand his cognitive capabilities, which is pretty mm-hmm, accurate. Mm-hmm, the Shop mm-hmm, is more yeah. of like the mysterious cabal funding it, but he does expose him to virtual reality to expand his abilities as job immerses himself in the virtual world his intelligence begins to skyrocket he rapidly acquires knowledge learns multiple languages and exhibits exceptional problem solving skills simultaneously dr angelo administers a drug called job's formula to enhance job's mental capabilities further did he I don't remember I don't, it ever having a name, but happen. sure. It, I, I don't think that happens. There's, at one point, Tim switches out the formula. Yeah, for the original formula. Yeah, chimp. Was it, but, is it like Protocol 5 or something 5? Well, Project mm-hmm. 5 is what they're working on. There's the, the oh, whole yeah. project. And, that's the, and then the aggression, whatever. Thing right, the thing that made the monkey go bad. They sneak back in to Job. However, as Job's intelligence flourishes, his emotional stability begins to deteriorate. The newfound power corrupts him, leading to a significant change in personality. Job starts exhibiting telekinetic and telepathic abilities, allowing him to control and manipulate objects with his mind. Unaware of the dangers, Dr. Angelo realizes his experiment has gone awry and tries to terminate the project. Meanwhile, Job, now consumed by megalomania, seeks revenge on those who had mistreated him in the past. Using his powers, he exacts vengeance on his abusive father, a local priest, and others who crossed his path. <laughs> so I think maybe just like the father, as in yeah, the I think there's a little father, bit of you know, well, and yeah. it's Peter's abusive father, who's the neighbor. Right. He yeah. does yes. kill Combining with a mine yeah. lawnmower thing, um, and then yeah, the priest he kills, and I, others who cross his path. Jake is the other one, but yeah, kind of you know, it's fun. <laughs> Dr. Angelo mm-hmm. teams up with another scientist, Dr. Benjamin Trace, to stop Job. So I'm just going to stop right there. I Googled what? Ben- That does not happen. <laughs> I Googled Dr. <laughs> Benjamin Trace. And what? that is the doctor from the second Lawnmower Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're pulling in sequels? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, to shut okay. Down. Hold on. Wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. I just thought about this. Did Job write this? Could be. It's an appropriate movie well, to have AI write it. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. the movie, but you know, te- technology bad. They attempt to shut down the virtual reality system, hoping it will incapacitate Job and restore his mental state to its original condition. However, Job's abilities have evolved to a point where he can transcend the virtual world and manifest his powers in reality. Which is true. Yeah, I mean, he's got I mean, that yes. big glowy yeah. face I and... Mean, the Friday fucking bugs. Oh, the big face. Uh, <laughs> swarm of bees. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> hey, what are we going to do? <laughs> get We're going to get to We're going to get to that. Don't worry. We're going to get to that. We'll make that shirt, too. We'll get to what it. What if we don't ever get to it this episode? <laughs> we just keep oh, my it. God. Just keeps on going. Hey, thanks for man. tuning in, everyone. <laughs> We're done for tonight. In the climactic confrontation, Dr. Angelo confronts Job, trying to reason with him and convince him to relinquish his newfound powers. The final battle between the two ensues with Job's powers and intellect pitted against Dr. Angelo's determination. Ultimately, Dr. Angelo 
Dr. Angelo manages to destroy the virtual reality equipment, causing Job's powers to dissipate. Job reverts to his mentally disabled state, losing his incredible intelligence and abilities. Oh. The movie concludes with Dr. Angelo co contemplating with the ethical implications of his experiment and the potential consequences of tampering with human intelligence. It's uh, a completely it, different yeah. ending. Much happier ending. <laughs> completely Much different happier. fucking ending. Well, for whose yeah. perspective? Oh, hey. that's true. Yeah, it's also like it. uh, he, didn't, he <laughs> didn't really lose his powers. He kind of like had a blinking moment of like i don't want to kill a kid so that he's like get right. out of here and then well, he and still he was went in a back computer to like, and couldn't go back to his body and the computer got blown up yeah when he got sucked into the machine like yeah, no oh yeah like he turned into a he turned into a california raisin he's not just back to what he used to be yeah yeah no his body does not well he's not pure anymore. energy mm -hmm. yeah now All he's right. listening to us now hey job mm -hmm. he's everywhere <laughs> all our devices don't you know that's why all the phones ring. We'll get to it. <laughs> uh, Can we get to it? This is next bit is the IMD behind the scenes. This nice. is, uh, you know, chosen trivia bits from IMDb. New Line Cinema had obtained the rights to the Stephen King short story, The Lawnmower Man, and the producers had an unrelated script called Cyber God. For economical reasons, they simply placed King's title on the production of Cyber God, and early promotional material <laughs> with that claim went public. King was furious at this abuse of his name, and he sued the studio to have his name and title removed from the film and promotion. The studio refused, but was eventually ordered to pay $10,000 and full profits to King. So. What, a, what an insane thing to do. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, like, the original... The the short story Lawnmower Man is basically like a satyr cutting a dude's grass. Like it has nothing to do with computers. Not shut nothing. Mm -hmm. Like literally, it's just like dudes cutting grass. I would be infuriated. Could you imagine having a sci-fi movie <laughs> brought to you by Stephen King? Master. Yeah, I mean that, that that's like probably something that happens in Hollywood, the movie industry a lot. Is like yeah, you get the rights to a name and you just slap it on a different script. Mm -hmm. That's already Stephen been kind King, of produced. Yeah, we'll that works with. We'll yeah. Rework some scenes, call this guy the lawnmower man. Bang. Right, right. <laughs> Fix this in here, move this in here. Well, yeah, bang, like you said. I'm curious <laughs> on what they mean by full profits. As in, Me like, too. did he sue? I meant to did Google he sue it, enough to here we are. earn all of the money from this movie? There's no way that's possible. I think it's probably, my guess is full profits as to what it would have been. It, I don't know something, but there's no way yep. that he got all the money. That's just. But this movie did make 38 million. I looked it up. It did very well. The eight minutes of computer-generated effects took seven people eight months to complete on a budget of five hundred thousand dollars, which was a lot more in '92 than it is today. Sure, sure. Only seven people That's though. Wild. Mm -hmm. It was discovered through. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, for at the time. I mean, those effects were insane. Yeah. Like, totally. what they were able to pull off. Uh, and I think it's funny, too. At the time, we thought, like, when we're going to go in virtual reality, we're going to want to live in this, like, crazy world world rather than, like, what people a lot of times are trying to make it as realistic as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not like some fucking screensaver from 92. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it made me think of that kid's show, um, Reboot. Mm -hmm. Oh fuck! The entire yeah. time that 
like every time there's a C, like a CG scene, I was like, oh, I just hopped back into an episode of Reboot. Reboot's better than this, from my to my memory. <laughs> it was discovered through FBI tapes that this was former Waco cult leader David Koresh's favorite movie. So out there, <laughs> that, making that a cult, watching Lawnmower Man, my guy. Not real. I don't know why I said that. He's not my guy. <laughs> nope nope no taking backsies nope nope i take you backsies several of the symbols job sees flying around during his first vr treatment are demon demon evocation seals taken from the infamous key of solomon which i don't know what that is but it sounds cool it's a book of uh it's like an encyclopedia of different demons and then like uh, sigils to summon them and what they need yeah it is really funny though. I noticed that this time around. Had no clue what they were as a kid or even as a teenager, but this time around I was like, are those from the Key of Solomon? That's such a weird thing to throw into like I'm going to open your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, through Solomon. You know what? We'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Wright, the actress that played Marnie, did only the close-ups in the VR strobe scene because the strobe light made her sick. Her wide-angle mm-hmm. shots were done using a double, and the close-ups of her face were done with a blue screen so that she didn't have to move. Yeah. So going back to that uh, photo sensitivity. Yeah. When just Joe puts rampant. a CD into the car's player on his solo drive, the disc can be made out, but just barely. It's not the music in the scene. It's Celine Dion's first English album, Unison, from 1990. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's what he chose to listen to. The moan-like eerie sound effect in the access granted scene where Job finds the back door is taken from the scene in Evil Dead, where the evil spirit rises. <gasps> cool. That's pretty cool. Harold Parquet is the only character in the movie that was in the Stephen King short story that it was loosely based on. <laughs> Job's hair was going to be red, but it looked dumb on Jeff Fay, <laughs> so it was blonde instead. A remote-controlled lawnmower was specifically built for the movie. In another movie adapted from a Stephen King story, Maximum Overdrive, a remote-controlled lawnmower chases a teenager. Hmm. This was when he was in his remote-controlled lawnmower phase. (laughs) Even though I guess that never happened in the Stephen King short story only in this movie. Right, (laughs) right. The scene where the cop says that the missing piece of the dead man is in the birdbath is the only thing in the movie that was in the short story. I guess that there is that line. Yeah. Last thing, although the film has very few similarities with Stephen King's short story, the group The Shop is a reference to stuff throughout King's work, also known as the Department of Scientific Intelligence. They have been the main antagonists in events in uh, Firestarter, Golden Years, the Tommyknockers, also mentioned in the Langoliers, and in the Stand. So, Shop's been been around, been getting it. They even got in Cyber God. I mean, the Lawnmower Man. Yeah. <laughs> Cyber God. Yeah. Cyber Cyberlawn. Cool guys. I'm a cyber cool guy. Don't worry about it. In the meantime, it is time to get into the first six. Let's break it down, boys. Scenes, lines, interactions, characters, kills, gore, scares, shout outs. What are we doing? Where are we going? Who are we moving? Starting at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, this movie. Well, I mean, I think that's the best place to move through this. These 
two yeah, movies. We have these to. two very different movies: the director's cut and the theatrical cut. Totally. Okay, so I thought it'd been funny if like one of us trying to explain the fact that like the differences. Anyway, okay, so my all my notes pertain to. I first watched the theatrical cut, so I'm like going through mm -hmm. writing everything here. Then I had to go through writing separate set of notes of like where what what slips in different here. I, so I mean, I my paused, first note is what's that? Sorry, I paused the uh, director's cut and went back to the theatrical cut to like see if so I was did like, I did I fucking just not pay attention for that long right. or something? I was like, no nope. scenes happened at drastically different times, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it would have been crazy to yeah. There's just a lot. So, but, but first it does start off with monkey <laughs> strapped into VR is the hilarious, that whole mm -hmm. thing of like, just like, I don't know, some puppet monkey yes. and their weird and like gyroscope tron suit. tron suit, like just flipping around in that thing is that no, that's a shirt. sight to behold. Exactly. Gorgeous. Love it. And then monkey escapes and then monkey, we get monkey is in his little VR where yeah. it's all that like smooth rebooty weird look looking he's to in people. all he's Dude, this yeah. is chimpan this is chimpanzee yeah, robocop totally. he's robocop he literally has a helmet with a visor and then everything's in that game mode yeah that he's, like, it's essentially yeah similar to that he's in like the weapon like, x program where enemy. it's like this he's still training training yeah it's like killer yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's being trained oh my god he is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Weapon yeah, X for Planet like, of the Apes. Fight and kill or whatever. He has all these targets popping up. So yeah, then we get him in what would be augmented reality at this point because it's correct. Yeah, just viewing, just you know, augmenting He's reality. He's the real world like a game now. It's basically just like pixelated, but boxes will pop up with info, and shit. info. threat <laughs> assessed. Or there something. seems to be in the lower corner <laughs> like an icon search it's searching so like when something matches up with like i don't know like door like a little icon will pop up but there's always a little thing like running like displaying like a shit ton of different yeah. icons till it finds the right one and that was my thing with this movie there's like there's so much extra visual shit going on <laughs> that's like fantastically out of touch with what like a computer yeah, would be doing times. would do yeah right <laughs> to make any of this work which is which is what which is what i found fun and almost endearing about like that that interesting it, which is almost like the how 50s this, you look at like 50s sci-fi and the way they mm -hmm. view the future this is almost looking like looking back at like 90s sci-fi and how they viewed the future and i'm kind of like looking definitely. at it through that lens now which is a little bit more fun mm -hmm. it's wild it was a wild start and then in the theatrical cut monkey dies oh. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Peter it. gets the, or Dr. Angelo, Dr. Angelo uh -huh. <laughs> gets the call. The call that he gets a phone call in both versions, but mm -hmm. one is like, the monkey died overnight. And the other one's like, the monkeys escaped and we need to go find him. So, so when that so comes all on. that shit with the monkey and Job <laughs> it, that you saw, Ross, is not in the uh, theatrical version. Cybo. Cybo man. Right. That's amazing. I now I never I now I never want to see the theatrical version ever again. It has to be seeing that chimpanzee running around in that helmet. I've never laughed so hard that early when on. When his little visor like, opens so, up and you see his eyes look at Joe. I was just thinking, the, <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah, he's like he's 
he got shot. I, it's, he looks at the church and he says, "Sanctuary." Well, the, like, well here's one of the points where I had to go back too because I was like, "I feel like I saw this shot of the church before," but I do not remember seeing like the the augmented the reality vision thing. version of. I was like, "What's happening?" And then LD around it. It, it, dude, I would not be surprised if they took different shots and then just digitized over them. It's stripped. So the theatrical version is just like you can notice certain parts are stripped when when the, the father, the priest is running up to the shed and then he hears the monkey and there's a whole thing there and the theatrical cut. It just cuts off right before he hears the monkey. Because the monkey's dead at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's and there's so like all this stuff. And like yeah. Job's Job's first appearance. <laughs> oh, the monkey's got a gun, by the oh, way. Yeah. I don't know if we told it the viewers. Oh, God. This, yeah. He's got a revolver the entire time. He's, he's he's locked and loaded. He's murdered with his bare hand. No, no not with his bare hand. He stole yeah. the gun and then shot, shot the, the guard. guard. Shot the guard. And that, the that, that's where you get some digital yeah. blood, more or less. You can see a digital augmented yes. reality kind of headshot thing. Right. And then, so the whole Cybo, Cybo Man thing is like not Cybo in the theatrical Man thing. Is a comic book that oh. Job likes about a like Loves. robot monkey with a gun. So he thinks this I thought is it was just like a robot man. Hero come I, to life. Or it's, I, yeah, it's a guy. No, it's just it's a robot a guy. It's, comic. It? it's just a dude. Mm. It's not even, an, yeah, also, it's not even a chimpanzee. Uh, it's just Job like a guy. introduced himself to Cybo Man and he's like, I'm the lawnmower man. Yeah, we get, which the, we get like right away, which is like, I maybe kind of said in the theatrical cut at some point. But I believe it's, it's said once or twice, so, but okay. much later in the movie. Right. In the theatrical right. cut. We are, okay, we are going to get into it. We talked a little bit before we started recording. Okay, so there's this whole thing um, with Jenny and the lawnmower man that happens with their love, their, their, mm-hmm. their sweet, sweet embrace. What I have an issue with is that because he's known as the lawnmower man, he mows everybody's yards mm-hmm. in this town, well, and everyone knows that he's like not all like he has the mentality of. So a child. once he's completely different and a smart guy, you're supposed to treat him that way still? Because she didn't even recognize him anymore. No, she was like, "You're not the lawnmower man." That's true, but not the first. <laughs> but not the first time they banged. Yeah, though. yeah, the first. The time. first time they absolutely. Well, because what they had the sandwich eating scene. Well, yeah, that that that's hilarious. That's when she kind right? of first like, which notices was like, him oh like, out there, but he's all dirtied up with his pre-smart hair flying around everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the but best way to call it. But I, unless I missed something, there wasn't any other dialogue before the "Hey, I made some drinks. Come on up." She met him at the, um, the gas station. She met him at the gas station. The whole gas station Wait. scene happens uh, before that. Oh, with, oh, with the tight jeans. I totally forgot about his cowboy time, tight jeans. And mm-hmm. she says she like doesn't recognize him. Yeah, and Jake. Uh, okay, that makes it me feel the better. Station guy I think. Like, I don't know. Like, Luby up yeah. for free, and she's not paying mm-hmm. him any attention now. Because <laughs> Lawnmower yeah. Man um, has okay. smartened it's, his hair, yeah. coughed it up, and bought a mm-hmm. white button down <laughs> to tuck into his sweet jeans. Yeah, I thought Marty, like, I don't know. There were certain vibes of Marty I got there. I was like, God, you're just kind of like taking advantage of this. Well, I mean, her character was supposed to be like, blatantly, it's like a thrown off line of, oh, yeah, she's just, she got a lot of money or something and her husband died and now she's just out banging everyone Mm because why not? Yeah, that's true. That is exactly what I said. You're going to bang the yard, man. But yeah, no, I mean like, but he has, but uh, Job's character, even from the, like from the first thing in the director's cut, 
is that everyone knows him as the lawnmower man because he is the he cuts grass with his uncle uh terry well right? i don't know if it's i don't know i if thought the, that I, was just some people who took him in i thought right like the church the church that took him in oh uh, i guess it's just the brother terry and the yeah priest, the priest right? and yeah. terry are brothers which i think I don't know if I got that in the theatrical cut. I didn't get that in the theatrical. Okay, version. so yeah, you get that in the yeah. <laughs> director's cut. That they're related. <laughs> that they're related. But yeah, so 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 all of that, the monkey stuff, all gets cut away. And our introduction to Job in the theatrical cut is the part where he's like ex- just experienced all that monkey shit, and it's like the next day, and he's just like kind of like sitting in the shed right because <laughs> the father told told him he's like don't you ever talk about this again like keep it a secret pretend it never happened so it's easy to like cut out because oh, he's not he doesn't talk totally. about it and, and so so but that whole scene where he picks the yes. belt that whole thing is so messed up where he just goes like you're you're pick pick how <laughs> pick how you listen to god or whatever de- yeah basically yes and he just the- slowly points at a belt on the wall and then just gets fucking beaten mercilessly. Yeah, do you know why he gets beaten in the theatrical cut? Because he didn't like spray down Clean the bugs up. that are at the altar or yeah. something. It's mm-hmm. it, it comes at a different scene it's and it comes reason. after that night, which watching the director's cut makes sense when you go when you first meet Terry who comes in and being like, yes. Oh, he had you doing like penance all night or whatever like that. Which right. happens later. It's so weird the theatrical cut, what it does <laughs> to what I guess you know the director's original vision was. It's such a different movie. Mind very Mind different. Render. And I don't. I I think if I'm gonna be honest, I think I like the theatrical cut better. Oh, I do not. I like. I feel like all the stuff with the uh, monkey in the beginning. Okay. Really explains a lot more later in the movie i haven't seen the theatrical i'll revisit it as in like for a year roundup i'll make sure to watch the theatrical and i give my official stance on whether i I think okay i think what i'm actually thinking is that i would rather have it be somewhere in the middle of the two i think the director's cut was too long and had too much crap Mm, and stuff that could have been trimmed but i think i like i like the length and a little bit more of the kind of wildness the shockiness the the b moviness of the theatrical (laughs) cut because you don't understand you understand a lot less (laughs) (laughs) so you want the what is it you want the cybo cut something i don't know what we're gonna Mm -hmm. sure the cybo man cut he wants the producer's cut i uh I can't remember the character's name, but in Tropic Thunder, Ben Stiller's character had gone full R word in movies. Yes, I, I was was that simple character Jack. designed simple, based it was simple on Jack. Job? Because <laughs> they look like I. They're I thought very that a similar. Lot, the overalls and the shirt, not smart hair, and his overalls. Uh huh. Just something I picked, it's, or maybe I mean, there's just a yeah, certain would, Hollywood not smart hair. Like if you're not a smart guy, this is the haircut. Just shaggy. You have unkempt overalls and a baggier shirt underneath right <laughs> cyber sex we want to oh you want to already get to that, <laughs> that was the more interesting you want to jump you want to jump on to cyber sex cyber sex was weird yeah so, yeah at that point job sneaks job is what was her name jenny yeah sneaks her into the place where he's been getting smarter marnie her real name is jenny okay marnie oh that's right yeah marnie's by uh the like secret government facility somehow sneaks her in there and hooks her up to the second 
Tron wetsuit gyro thing for yes. VR. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sees her hands and does the ooh, look at the hands thing. Ooh, and the then hands. they're like weird, goopy metal things mm-hmm. that kind of just fold into each other and grab each other. It make the weirdest moist sounds while it's happening. It's like... Very sticky. Yeah. And then the... Oh man, see if this was real goo, but then we get like digital oh, yeah, goo this because is she gets stuck digital in like weird... Uh-huh. like. It's so much digital goo, but it's not real goo. You know what I mean? Well, okay, so, so they meld into some sort of like dragonfly thing yes. and like are flying around like that for a little bit. Then they separate and then she gets stuck in some goo. That's when she doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. She hates yeah. it. And, well, and, then, and then he's like, I know what you want. And he becomes some weird monster thing and like spits at her or something. Which is so weird. I like the fact that he read her mind and was like, You're some kinky shit. You're gonna fucking love this, and then turns into that thing, which So okay, so before this happens, they've already like started developing some sort of they've had sex, they're developing a relationship. Relationship. And he's hanging out all like you know, on the couch all sexy like, and she and at this point he has developed the ability to read minds. So mm-hmm. he reads her mind yeah. and I, I know she says something like, God, he smells so good. And then she says something yes. else, which I forget what it was, but he's like, This that's when he's like, You're into some weird stuff. Let me show you something cool. I was like, What the hell right. was it that weird that, that he she got out of her brain that made her think yeah. that's what she'd want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's so hard to describe Uh, yeah this weird digital monster that shoots out some weird 90s primo we gotta emphasize it's primo 90s digital computer yeah Yeah. like that sort of this is like 50s i don't know 56k cgi like this is like this is dial up sharp lines vectorized like yeah. grid like look at our look at our blurple grid lines think that in vr form yeah. or the um uh the <laughs> the 3d simpsons episode of treehouse of horror like that level of cg actually oh, i think no. more cgi yeah, yeah 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 that simpsons was looked much better in terms of well it's different but it's very i wonder different. when that came out uh, in terms of like uh, the whole thing is obviously this is after this very totally. stylized like none mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. I, except for the end when joe becomes like god level cyber god when he becomes cyber, cyber god. god cyber christ yeah uh yeah then they kind of make him humanish uh at least when he's like falling back to job and not the cyber god the cyber god kind of has a humanish face but that's the only time yeah. they even try like and make him out. somewhat look normal the other times right. it's like almost like a mannequin but like a metallic mannequin yeah. that's mm-hmm. reflecting it's all like, these I think colors of them as like, around them very 90s they all look they all look like low res silver surfers yeah that's a good way to put it mm-hmm for sure. Sexy low res silver surfers. Sexy low res. Okay, I do I now that now these scenes are clicking for me. Uh dude, when when Job is in his shack looking at all of the male models in cowboy boots oh, and jeans, he's to, where he's like and he's he's prepping himself because it's be like sexy. To, yeah. To be sexy for her, it's like so funny to me. Because like that's of course that's when the priest like breaks in. He's like, "What are you doing? You're indecent." Right. Like, well, I pay rent here, and I'm gonna start a ranch. It's like, whoa, what happened here? Oh yeah. And I believe that happens in theatrical, but 
there's a whole thing of, you know, Terry telling him that he needs to stand up to Father McKean and everything, which mm-hmm. you don't get yeah. in the theatrical. Correct. <laughs> so there's, a, there's all these weird smarter. character progressions quicker in the theatrical. Well, I'm getting smarter, Dr. Angelo. Yeah. The biggest thing about the director's cut is that at this point, it just starts trying to add a lot more character development. Yeah. And just yeah. There's a really lot expanding more character. Yeah. A lot more it's heart. <laughs> If you I will, doctor, I, I'm not sure. Dr. Angelo in this fucking movie. Yeah, one of my, like, I love Brosnan. his whole, yeah, basement VR setup where he has a bunch of different oh, VR stations, God. first yeah, of all. Yeah, like little He has his, when, his, his floaty chair. <laughs> his yeah. float, oh, so And then good. presumably the two chairs that are designed specifically for that flying, flying through tunnels games. game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is so awesome. The one that once you're smart enough, you can win, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like I having guess, a VR set with know. like Time Crisis in your basement for no reason that just has two players involved. Well, we do get a good, um, in this point when we get the introduction of Caroline, which is another drastic change to theatrical cut, her character. But um, Pierce Brosnan's wife- in- in, right in director's yeah. cut clearly his wife in the theatrical cut maybe his girlfriend maybe his girlfriend because she almost leaves after this point in the theatrical cut she just is not in the rest of the movie yep. and it <laughs> seems oh like she re- something i noticed in the director's because it like why are they together they seem to she seems like she hates him they hate like each whenever other. he'll they be like hey i'm home she's like other. fuck you <laughs> like like, yeah, there's no it's, establishment. It's like, I guess of, they, yeah. it, it's bizarre. There's like minimal dialogue where apparently they lived in the city, but now they're moved out here for his research because he's being paid by this company or by, you know, the shop. She wants to stay in the city all the time, and then he just drinks copious amounts of whiskey Smoke in his basement slowly. and records himself. Well, he starts definitely Dude. doing that more once. The, Once the, the experiment the starts going, chimp kind gets of killed and stuff, and it oh, goes all yeah. kind of downhill from there. Right, because he does the recordings a- in his basement, which slowly through the movie, as things go off the rails more, he gets more disheveled. Like he starts normal, oh god, and then his shirt gets slowly more. There's a scene until I eventually about he's just like shirtless yeah. and manic. Dude. It's like his clothing <laughs> represent his like stable stability. <laughs> uh huh. Dude, the this the 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 the. The shot choice for this, because uh, I, I had this one, one of the only ones I have written down in all caps. The was it? The, I don't know if it's a three minute dialogue scene or a two minute dialogue scene, where Pierce Brosnan is literally his head's tilted all the way back, like all the way back, uh-huh. and he's just talking. And I was like, oh, that's a weird one. And then it just keeps on going. I'm like, what is going on? And then he just keeps on talking. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is, choices. He just has the. Yeah, I'm, it's just it's just this the whole time, and it's just it makes no. I don't know. I was laughing so hard because I'm like, this makes no sense. Like he's just so he's drunk. Exactly he's full of drunk. <laughs> I mean, there's one part where he starts an audio recording, which is going, ah, Jesus. <laughs> like and 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 there's a whole before that we get a we, this is a good like 90s like vr line god damn it carolyn never unplug a program when i'm engaged you just ruin the whole effect this is when he's just like in his floaty You're chair presumably in vr just floating through mm-hmm. i don't know she's 90s like, what you, goose screen like flying, floating falling yeah <laughs> yeah she's, mad. What she's like don't you remember you're supposed to take me to the city Oh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you say something? I shouldn't have to say something. It's like, and I did. What the mm-hmm. f- like? Can uh, is 
their whole relationship I'm is sorry. just no, bizarre. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Then they make up. And then, so in the theatrical cut, she's like, I'm going into the city or something like that. She's like, I'm going away. Yeah, she's basically just yeah. gone. Yeah. And then gone. And <laughs> never see her again. She's just like, <laughs> oh so we don't get the we don't get the Betty Homemaker and then no, the revolver none of that. and none of, never, that? N- none of it. Nope. Wow. Everybody, everybody really, really got shafted in the theaters because that. Right. That That's why I don't want to miss that. Amazing. Either. I, I don't exactly like that is th- those scenes were so small that I felt like those could have been kept in very easily. Mm-hmm. Like her scenes very and stuff. Easy. And I thought those were pretty fun and interesting. Totally. But then it also does make it a little bit more like he is so um at the end of the movie with the the neighbor, the um the woman there. Oh, Carla. And the kid. And Peter, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, it makes like, like it makes the transition to, to to them being together like a thing yes. a lot more jarring so than like a, maybe yeah. in the theatrical cut because the girlfriend I, I, mysterious woman goes I away felt so soon. Terrible. Yeah, oh, that's because true. in the director's cut I they say it's his wife. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. this is clearly this man's wife. Who I'm like, like, oh man, we wrote her in as a wife. How do we get rid of her? Oh, that's right. Let's have her just mind manipulated and then shooting a bunch of people with Uzis. Damn, she shot, shot, shot by the shot movie. By is, not movie. Yeah, but yeah, by these goons. Yeah. I felt terrible for Carla's character in this movie for the fact of like her husband is terrible. Like the first introduction that you get of that entire family is uh, Dr. Angel looking through his window into his neighbor's property and just watching the dad beating the ever-loving hell out of, I think, both Carla and Peter. And then, like, nothing happens after that. He just, like, looks through the window and goes, huh. huh. Neighbors beating his kids again. It's like that. that yeah, absolutely. Almost, it's very matter-of-fact. Like, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm like, what do you mean, okay? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then, like, and then, like, shortly after two, doesn't, like, the dad get home early and then he, like, almost hits Peter's bicycle and then starts, yeah. like, slapping or him around he's in like get the hell back over here. other adults oh, yeah. yeah that's what yeah peter comes over to be like i want to play games in your basement <laughs> dr lawrence yeah. i and, don't want to be home yeah Help and me. then he gets called back and just starts getting like beaten public <laughs> it, it's wild <laughs> it's so, so weird i think one the, of the only weird the things abuse. too <laughs> with uh with carla's character too is that like obviously there's so many hostile men around here at all times is that even at the end of this movie where like Dr. Angel is supposed to be like the savior character is just screaming in her face. Like, <laughs> give me your cock case. Oh, God, give me your cock case. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, please. Like, you know the history with this woman. You can kind of calm down a little bit and kind of explain yourself. You're a doctor. Yeah. Well, he's like a computer and, doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> computer doctor. So, I mean, I think one of my, I, I have another note in here about Job's hair is crazy. So we kind of mentioned it. He has, pre-smart hair and post-smart hair (laughs) where it gets nicely moosed and quaffed up Mm -hmm. i mean i love you know it's not bad i guess if your your gardener is looks like that and wants to you know do his hair up before he mows your lawn Mm -hmm. shirtless (laughs) totally well I i think it's that's the that's the good stage when they surpass that and he's on your balcony staring at his lawnmower while it's cutting the grass by itself that's when you're like, yeah. you know what? I can do it myself now. It's a this back, is it, it goes kind of starts leaning back towards pre-smart. It's like a combination of the two, pre-smart and smart yes. hair. 
Exactly. We need the cybo cut of lawn service. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, Job in general, I think you mentioned it before is kind of like coerced into becoming yeah. smarter. Like just very like Lawrence it's is all predatory. like, Hey, you'd like to do this. Wouldn't you? You'd like to be smart. Wouldn't you? All that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. I mean like the dialogue of that basically was like, God, if I could only just find the perfect subject to test things on as he's staring at Job, like fucking mowing his yard where he's like, Hmm. Well, say I do think doctor, I mean, I don't think Dr. Angelo does wish any harm upon him afterwards. I think he wanted a test subject, but I think he does care about Job. I think it's both. Yep. Just like the chimp though. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I think he's totally. And I think with two, but he also wants to find out what he wants to find out. You know, he's always thought that telekinesis and telepathy were possible, but he had no idea that he could unlock them like this. Some (laughs) other such nonsense. (laughs) Whatever bit that was, I did like that. (laughs) Lawrence Angelo, or Pierce Brosnan in this movie, plays the best Hugh Grant I've ever seen. Like, there's a lot of scenes in this movie where, like, he's kind of just over-explaining himself. I don't know. His mannerisms <laughs> in the beginning of this movie were so Hugh Grant that I'm like, God, this is so weird to watch. Because I'm used to Pierce <laughs> as, like, a very predominant, like, ve- like I don't know. He plays a lot of, like, ma- not macho men, but very suave men. And this one, and this one, he's, like, very, like, Could neurotic, suave, I feel. When he's wearing his, like, shorts and boots with tall socks and sweater yes. or whatever in the basement. I'm like, God damn, what a... Uh, terrible dresser. so weird looking <laughs> it's the 90s just, man just horrible but uh i i don't yeah i mean i don't see it but that's cool i think of you guys <laughs> being like oh geez gosh i don't know oh, like gosh gosh could i possibly I, be no, this, could I do this and, maybe uh-huh. <laughs> yeah no, I, I agree i i got a weird i don't know nerdy suaveness because it's still pierce brosnan so he looks good i he's i did he's got some I've great hair always looks his, good acting was not good in this i thought it was on par with everything that was going on i mean oh if- sure but i mean pierce brosnan <laughs> i guess i've never it's thought about it before of his- but i was like damn he does he suck or is it just this movie <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you um, want to talk about acting our director probably had some of the best the, the big face on the screen <laughs> he had some pretty mm-hmm. good oh, acting. Yes. he was cheesing it up i felt like you know that's uh hank from What's the show bad? with the crystal meth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because he's such like a tough guy in Breaking Bad and in this. He's like almost has a snobby mm-hmm. British sort of mm, yes voice to him. <laughs> <laughs> the, what were, uh, speaking of the acting though, uh, Dr. Angelo's spasms when he's trying to keep Job out of his head at the end of the movie, <laughs> his face spasms, where I was dying laughing. That was oh, great. His, dude, his impression of a turtle in these movies it is just so good. The anguish, fear. I think it's when he pushes his fingers yes. <laughs> into mm-hmm. his eye sockets on either side and is just going, Job, stop. Well, Please, okay, Job, so stop. How, how, how is he blocking how? Job's thoughts? Like, how does oh, he know to just, do this? He's like, a doctor. Uh, like, it's, it's so, just <laughs> yeah, so, it's Job like is so he, easily able to penetrate other people's minds. But I, but Pierce Brosnan knows how to block them by 
<laughs> I guess if you I push guess it's real by hard. like sheer <laughs> your face. <laughs> just push just push your pressure points so hard that it that you're just you're blind with pain and you're not thinking about anything. I yeah, I don't know, man. Like his <laughs> I think they were trying to elude the fact that like there's a intelligence plays a role in that, I think. Where it's like because Angelo's so smart that it takes longer for Job to break into his mind versus like simple people. Well, he's not trying to like, he's actively fighting against it. So how yeah. is he doing that? Is what, the is, what is the process? Yeah. Cause oh. he is, he's like, he he's has like, you know to what, know how to do that. Oh, well, he, he has you, to know when, how to fight it. And he does guys, it more than once. Seen, you haven't seen the cyber God director director's cut of this film. When it was still no, called there's an, extra, there's an extra there's an <laughs> extra forty mi- there's an extra forty <laughs> yeah. minutes of him just Jedi mind training you the entire the time. Hour version? Yeah, that's yeah. what he's doing in the, like the side side time the, when you're not he's, yeah. when he's going to and from work. He's listening to books mm-hmm. on tape about how to block yes. potential psychic attacks. Psychic attacks. Yeah, should I? He's be also in the novelization. A- <laughs> <laughs> It's in the it's, it's in, in the Stephen graphic King's novel. The original. That's yeah, actually the, the other script, thing that they actually carried over. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could have been right. shit. Okay, so I, oh God, I, I, we're getting close to this. Can I? Can we talk about the dematerialization of some of these, like these the baddies, the discombobulation? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! And like I looked balls. at these. Yeah, like they all turn it. Like they all break down into these like spheres, and then they start like jumbling around. Which I took as, I guess, like the '90s way of like breaking them down to their, their atoms, atoms, yeah, and but then still, like, sloshing them around. But these are the size of, oh my god, dude, they're all the size of like pinball, like a pinball machine. Sure. So it's yeah, like yeah. they're fucking huge, yeah. and they're just rotating everywhere. So it's just like, oh, you just made them into like a, like a circle man, like if a ball well, pit one guy, became sentient and walked out of a fucking. Dissipate, right? And he seemed to like turn them into balls, and then yes, they go away. Well, so, yeah, the but first Tim's one, he turns into like yeah, a psycho gorman really like art piece. With. Oh, mm-hmm. perpetual. And then yes. he had the Tim's Ooh, was that's the one that, or was it? No, I think it was a random baddie who had the weird swirly thing in his stomach. That was a random baddie. Yeah, yeah. That was one. Oh, of yeah, the, that was the, the guys outside of the house. The right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that like one was definitely yeah extended. The but whole it's just dude, two guns, Job's two guys with guns who get discombobulated real quick in the theatrical version. Yeah, so in the theatrical version, like you know how, or in the director's cut, it's his wife is still there. She's been like mind fucked with by Job to become yeah. like yes. you know like housewife like a, or whatever. Mm-hmm. She opens the door with an Uzi, but this is also okay. So the no, other she thing, she has a pistol. She has a pistol. Whatever. She has a gun, right? And mm-hmm. there you go. her vision is being like broadcasted to to the VR set, the VR that he's tied set to the basement that Lawrence is hooked up to that Job is making him watch. <laughs> but that's that not none of that. None of that's is, like clear. Oh that's God. the vision that he's well. seeing in the theatrical <laughs> cut. So the part like so all you see in the theatrical cut is just like the pull up of the van and then like Job's head appearing outside and taking care of the oh, two van guys right. as opposed to his wife getting like shot up and murdered so there's some of your blood <laughs> you think it right you think it's from oh, the big golden dude. job head is how you're seeing it in the mm-hmm. theatrical version or at okay. least that's what i guessed it was dude and that's actually a big plot po- uh plot yeah. hole that i that i noticed is that when um 
Angelo's tied in the basement. He sees the entire VR crate, which I thought was hilarious because like things are literally like cubistic, and then like they overlaid actual shots of people inside of the CGI inside of Again, the virtual aug- reality. Again, at this point, I think it's augmented. This is reality. Like augmented, reality, yes. right? Yes. So weird. He's not in Anyways, a virtual environment. He's looking. He's looking at reality with reality. augmentation. Yeah. So she gets shot down, right? And then, like, in a blood... I mean, like, when she gets shot, I mean, like, it's an oozy. Like, she's That's riddled with oh, bullet yeah. holes yeah. in the front, yes. right? So he's calling out to Peter, and there's a scene where he's running up to the house as he's saying that. Like, he's like, Peter, hell about me! He gets to the front door where, moments before literally a woman got gunned down and there is no mention of that body whatsoever. Mm -hmm. She just like dematerializes. Like he doesn't even like acknowledge that there's a body in the front doorway as this like 10 year old is running. Right. I thought about that too. Like the fact that, yeah, he would have had to have crossed her body and ran by his dead wife. Yeah. (laughs) And like, yeah. yeah. Yes. Nah, it's fine. No, I mean, we're, we're, we're done with her now. Uh, Lawrence has got a new family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but i guess this i guess it makes sense when you're dealing with like a godhead character literally in this scene he turns into a giant godhead cyber christ. But like he, cyber christ <laughs> his voice I'm changes as well christ. when he gets smarter and everything so he does oh yeah because he's got <laughs> the way he says dr angelo in the first like half of the movie is so funny to me he says it a lot too yeah he's like oh i don't know dr angelo <laughs> it's, it's bad uh, and then it just switches like hello dr angelo he, yeah it becomes okay. much deeper it sounds almost like okay. a voiceover like dubbed like they they added something to it's it a- definitely towards yes. the end yeah once we get further and further oh yeah down the road i was thinking i think it was on the second watcher at one point we get the psychic abilities obviously becoming much more presented so that's i was like oh that's definitely why dr angelo was dreaming had the monkey dream it was actually a psychic projection and then that tracks Mm. to what actually Mm -hmm. can happen with yes this setup so i mean we haven't even touched on the fact that it's like We've mentioned like the AR or the the AI said it was mainly VR, but there's a whole other factor that is there's this drug all compound. the drugs. Yes, yeah, that he's right. getting injected. So to. what? So my big question was, do you think if the the Project Five, the the aggressive drug, was never introduced into Job, he would have gone full Godhead the way he did? I yes, I think he would have gone like um, peaceful Messiah Godhead. Instead of like militant, he would have been, he would have been more New Testament than Old Testament. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the more I think you about know? it, the more I don't know. Cause we think that monkey would have been fine. Like it, it if it, it thought something, it was a threat, it would kill something. But like, it's not like it was gone mad with rage, you know, it befriended Job. Yeah. No, but they were pumped with the same drug and the same drug causes psych psychotic breaks basically so that's like kind of what happened with um the chimpanzee and then that's what started happening with job is that once they implemented that like new programming which was specifically to like enrage them and like right but that's what i'm saying it didn't enrage him enrage who the monkey right well right but i think what i think what our big key difference is is the human aspect because i think the reason one of the reasons job starts going godhead mode is because of 
the religious shit that he's gone through with father what's his name beating the shit out of him and putting that a lot there there is a lot of like especially with the director's cut again a lot of like religion versus science in the yeah the combining and the confliction especially when you look back at the beginning of the film where i mean like uh what is his name father mckean it's doing the whole cybo man shit is like it's directly there's like you see religion in in science colliding as like fighting each metaphor other. on screen right there so i think some of that comes into play and i mean you look at i don't know i think <laughs> this movie got me thinking a lot more than i thought it would <laughs> oh totally well i think when you present creature like whenever you have this archetype of um rapidly gaining intelligence and by rapidly gaining intelligence you start losing your humanity mm-hmm. because of like I don't know, like critical thinking and like uh, failure and a bunch of other things, like the things that make us human, those things start getting shredded away. Is that like it's, I think without the rage stuff that was implemented by the shop for mm-hmm. Job, he would have maybe been more of like a, um, like a Dr. Manhattan. Like it would have been more indifferent to it because he's now that evolved beyond those base emotions versus having the the project five rage stuff put in now he's like vengeful and he's angry and now that he has this power now he can smite just because he like because he because he's like based off of this religious background i mean like you see it like when he (laughs) because job goes like full ham like when (laughs) uh when because he what he does like four vials of the um fucking red juice the drug into his neck and then he like keeps on downloading stuff because I mean at the, before that I mean he's literally learning hundreds of hours of material in minutes. It's like the Matrix. and like he's he's right. yeah he's gaining he's, <laughs> he's gaining this knowledge. But then it's at that point where he's taking the rest of the the growth stuff that he does his entire murder spree because it starts right. with the father. What's the father? The gas attendant. Uh, the, the dad. Yeah, so it's the priest, like the priest first, because the priest, and then he goes to the gas station, and then he does the father, the um, the, the father of Peter, right? Dad, yes, yeah, father Peter, yeah. yeah so father let's, Peter. let's talk about the priest on fire real quick, because awesome, 100%. incredible. I mean, digital fire, <laughs> digital fire, like, so good, amazing. The, the the setting of the scene with uh, Joe up shot. above him. And uh, in the darkness and talking down to him, judgment. Uh, the the look of it, Backlit. and then before he like he, he kind of powers up before he sets him on fire with his brain, and his suit goes yeah. all Tronny and neon. Awesome. And then some of the worst graphics I've ever seen to set this priest on fire <laughs> digitally, but like, but but not like primo, if, but not like it's trying to be like bad. yeah, real fire though. It's like purposely trying to be digital fire. He, digital fire which is is to let you know the it it looks like what it looks like in the virtual simulation yeah um, Yeah. which is not good (laughs) (laughs) it made me think of like oh man i don't know it made me think of like reverse jet fuel and the fact of like i was trying to think of it as like if if the digital world was manifested into reality like that's what that would look like versus like when you have like jet fuel that or what's the one that burns uh clear like it's invisible unless the all the lights are off and then like it it, it was like blue it's not it's some kind of jet fuel 
it's magic fire. No, it's like some kind of jet fuel, but it's like basically like if the lights are on or something like that, it just you look at someone they're running around, it just looks like they're pantomiming. But then when you turn all the lights kind off, of it's literally you watch. all kinds of weird shit shit. man on invisible Um, fire invisible fire look it up um talk about it in our discord uh no but it's i don't know it's just it was so it was off putting but it didn't it didn't fucking freak me out though as in like i was like oh cool digital fire this is hilarious i would have loved to have seen digital pixelated like ash (laughs) you know like he would just combust and go that's too too much that to cost, do at the time. Uh, that would take. Oh too my god! Much. That would cost three hundred thousand dollars for thirty seconds of digital ashes after this. <laughs> they had to spend it all on the swarm, or our yeah. fucking oh brain mowing. Brain mowing comes of the next. Swarm. Whoa, oh, okay. dude! Yes. Wherever we want to go, we'll where go. are we going? <laughs> brain mow real quick is Jake. Yeah, gets almost get Jake. wired up by like the gas station. And we, again, brain. Another another yes. really nice oh, shot wow. of Job like standing in the fucking shadows, backlit by the moonlight. Yes, chilling with his lawnmower. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> so good. Wraps up Jake in some gas can- gas lines, and then we get the with fucking. His mind. <laughs> with this mind and then we get the fucking beautiful shot of a very again digital brain and mm-hmm. then digital in, job with with the fucking mower mouth. jaws like missing and it's just a lawnmower blade lawnmower. yeah and it munches on his brain yeah, forever and well presumably just makes I, him or he turns him into like yeah, I don't know. It, it seemed if like he turned back, him into the lawnmower man, as in like he just is oh, like, yeah. "Hey, yeah, that, that, now yeah. you're now you're the idiot." In the, and he in basically the, just killed. Yeah. In the Cyber God director cut, we see him again, and he has long, not smart hair, <laughs> just to really hammer it home. <laughs> right. <laughs> just yeah. To, yeah. He He's says, got overalls on now. Lawnmower man's in your head now, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah that's his little line. Okay. Deliver. So there we get another lawnmower man said in the movie a nod mm-hmm. to it okay i know you already you literally just brought it up i feel when they had job in that silhouetted scene at the gas station i think they had him by himself and then the director's like mm, something's missing something's missing what's missing mm. you know what let's bring out the lar- the bring out the big lawnmower big right red <laughs> big red and just park big red right next to him God, i mean because he's he got probably a lot of gas man. up too I mean, yeah, and he's going to a gas station. You he's like, I'm going to murder this guy. To be confused. Exactly. Wait, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> what movie am I watching again? <laughs> who is this guy with smart hair standing over there? <laughs> with medium hair. That's not my super smart hair. Man. That's right, because when you get to super smart, you know, it's like Einstein hair. That's probably what they were thinking. Oh, probably. Yeah. It could becomes another level. And then we get a father, Peter the Father Death. dad. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So, and this was. Wow. Kind of like <laughs> it's not it's not a hundred but it does have nods to the Stephen King short story for this particular kill. But was, oh my god, this goddamn kill. Was this greatly extended in the uh director's cut or was I just not paying that much attention in the theatrical? I couldn't tell you. It feels like it was longer. It but feels like it's it longer. It feels a lot Could, longer, especially in the house with it coming after just him. coming at him so many different times of Dude, him standing on different parts of furniture <laughs> it's a lot it's a lawnmower version of the floor is lava like he's jumping so, from everything on his fucking living room while this mm-hmm. thing is just mowing and trying Eating to bump into up. him mm-hmm. so the lawnmower he's just watching tv or whatever being a shitbag 
and the lawnmower breaks through the front door like he hears it coming and then it just bursts through on its own and he's running away from it as it's eaten up all his stuff that he's trying to hide behind finally runs outside and it comes flying now we have a flying lawnmower oh, and it's like then right as it's gonna hit him in like the torso area oh it i cuts. thought it was coming right for his head but yeah sure yeah that makes sense sure. doesn't it make like think a- it was going ross say what <laughs> like so mid torso, okay. Like mid torso, you got two torsos and like, a head. Yeah, mm-hmm. Two torsos and a head. Although, doesn't it make like a squish court? sound? Doesn't I, it like? Doesn't I, it cut I, like? I, like, yeah, like a, I don't recall. I'm very Am sure I? because you don't see it hit. You don't see that that kill actually happen. No. Right. And he is I, also I, watching wrestling in there, and there is a fun little part where it gets a shot to the screen real quick of a wrestler saying, "You're gonna die." Yeah. Yes. It just runs out. And that's the next morning. Dr. Angelo sees all the cops there and runs over because he's really concerned about his neighbors. But that's when we get the line about the piece being in the bathtub. And also this dumb cop is just like prattling on about all the crazy things happening around. Oh my God. The introduction to other crimes you'd like to know about. Oh, but the and first like, but you know what? It's work to investigate a murder, so we're just gonna call him accidental. Well, no, he, he gets he gets well, mind, get mind warped at the Does end. He? Oh. Yeah, so okay, I like how it yeah. starts with him just standing there to himself, saying, "Hell of a thing, hell, hell of, of a thing," thing. <laughs> just like to <laughs> no one. <laughs> and then Doctor Angel comes up. All that, he, and then he's like starts like diarrhea mouthing about like everything that's going on in it's the like fucking town and all this shit. And then. Job is like standing in his fucking cyber outfit, just staring at them, and he minds the two cops that are there. And that's what they like stare mm. off for a second. And they're like, "Well, we'll just chalk it up to an accident." And then, yeah, that's what happens. That's like, right, because they what? see him over on the balcony. Like, yes. mm-hmm. it's our first daytime Job in cyber yes. outfit. We're yes. like, oh, okay. It's, it's, and it's, then Angela like it's our looks at him and goes like the daytime. Like, yes. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> I love I love uh, uh, Angelo's fucking dialogue of this too, where he's like, "An accident? You literally just said it was a murder." He goes, "Well, accidents happen." <laughs> I feel like maybe at this point too is when Lawrence maybe like blocks Job from his mind or understands it. Like I don't know. Again, it's just mind blocking. How does that work? That's gonna just be my. That's my big question get of the your movie. Doctorate and find then out. I'll find out. They, you get handed the the, the yeah. key to mind blocking with your diploma, your well, doctorate one degree. The, one of the classes right. you take. All doctors, no matter what you're majoring in. Okay, so so here's where we're gonna get to our digital bees or whatever. But I do like the scene sets up with the guards at the shack, and we have a nice guard just says. So I told him to come down here and pick me up after work is how the scene starts. Just, you know, like, <laughs> I feel like they just told guards, have some little guard banter real quick. Yeah, just say something. I wonder if that was improv. And that's in the theatrical cut too, so. Thank oh, you. So if, okay. for a while, it's just like, if there wasn't some sort of like humming, buzzing sound, you wouldn't be quite sure what it is because they're around for, they go past them and come back. I think before we see that they're hornets, it's just like, yeah, well it's weird. So I like, guess that must be a swarm of bugs that's flying around right now is kind of, it's so weird the how they set it up though. Gets. Cause like they have like Job basically like mind freaks Terry into like waking up and driving to pick him up. They get into his truck, they're driving and then he looks at a stuffed animal of a bee on the dash 
and then all of a sudden yeah. you get like buzz, 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 buzz. and you're just like what the fuck is that until so you get you got to the gate you realize to, yeah i don't know mm-hmm. swarm them be good but they don't explain it so by, so by the time Jeez. you get to the gate that has a thousand guards it's just this yeah, about cacophony of <laughs> digital fucking i mean it's a, yeah well they no start off with three yeah, it's not no no no. It's no RRR, <laughs> but it's definitely more than three. That like you're like when they when we leave our guards last, somewhere between three and a thousand. There we go. That sounds good. <laughs> and so these these weird bug hornet computer bee thingies, um, the guards are just like ah, and drop all their guns and run away. <laughs> like they they shoot at it for a minute, but when Doctor Angelo comes up, he gets dropped off right. by uh, the neighbor and son, and he's like, "All right, I'm going in." And as he's running in, he kind of stops and he looks around and there's just guns everywhere. And he, he just, just picks, picks one, one up that's leaning against the fence. And he kind of looks and runs like, in with it. This will do. Like, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah. He's like, but does it, well, I have my choice of all this gun area, I guess. And doesn't he only oh. use that gun to like shoot open a door? I don't think he yes. uses that any time. <laughs> that's else. it. He hates guns. Actually, he also to go seriously, has a bag of C4 <laughs> that he goes around. He got setting. that from um from the van. The van. The, uh, the the van that rolls up to kill him and ends up killing okay. his wife. Yeah, he goes into the van, opens up a crate. Oh, I think that says explosives or something ridiculous on yeah. it. Yeah, and that's how he was he trying to find that. a car to use. And he sets all the timers on the way in instead of on his way out. So they like the ones closest to the entrance would be the ones exploding <laughs> as he's trying to get out. Like, you know, <laughs> wow, just he gave himself enough time. I guess it's just bad order of. Yeah. Operation. Although he hates you. I mean, dude, Angelo hates using guns. What was it? The, uh, the, um, the Virginia, he when guns. he's, when he's in Virginia and then he's at the fucking hotel and then he knocks the dude out and he makes the waiter hold the <laughs> Uzi to him. <laughs> what should I do now? Uh, cover him. And then the cover, waiter seems to him. take it very seriously. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, okay. This sounds good. Be like, what the fuck? That was great. That is there's a thing later excellent when, uh, customer service. I think when they, the wife, after the wife shoots and the shop is finding out about it, Tim's is like, oh, it can't be. He despises weapons. There wouldn't be a gun there. Um, so, yeah, he does only use it to open a door, which is pretty great. And then we get the big showdown with uh, Job in the, in the Cyber God virtual cyber, reality. Cyber God. Yeah. Yeah. This is when we go full cyber. And it's, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. he gets he turns into pure energy, and by doing that, he turns into a California raisin and yeah. dehydrates himself into the internet. The scene where his body collapses in on itself like a fucking <laughs> Capri, <laughs> like a fucking Capri Sun is so I thought fucking the suit was ridiculous. Be empty, and then I was like, wait, he's running over there, and he takes the helmet off, and it's yeah, the like it's a fucking, fucking raisin version of his yeah. That was that's smiling. It's even I like, like the fact dusty, that they chose. Like. Yeah, it's very dusty, <laughs> dusty feeling. Decrepit Super and dusty. Mummy dust. Like yeah, mummy dusted. Yeah, for sure. That boy got mummy dusted. Oh, so, I do okay, like, so the cyber battle. So so yeah. So he's yeah. fully integrated, and now his goal is to. Because another big thing, 1992, the internet mm-hmm. yeah. isn't really a huge big thing. No, he's, a lot of people haven't been on it. Exactly. He's just trying to escape the centralized mainframe and get onto other mainframes. The, the worldwide web. 
basically to an yeah to some extent like i think he even breaks it down it's like because it's like i'm still just i need to connect to another computer and then i'll be able to spread well, from yeah, that to other goes, things like five thousand he goes i'm gonna go to five thousand servers and those five thousand servers will be another five thousand and then like what was it the 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 his the his becoming is or his, his, his full uh, takeover birth, his, his, birth his, cry. his birth cry will be the ring of every phone on the planet simultaneously planet, yeah and so so he gets in there and he starts trying to find ports to get out of the system, which funny. Access <laughs> like Access has denied. to like, you know, like is in this like, I don't know, hexagonal oh, sphere oh, where oh. like all these different mm -hmm. things have to pop There's in and out. There's a bunch of drawers that yeah. might have a key. I don't know what it Again, is. Not, it's, the, it's actually a beautiful really good, 90s that's concept a really good analogy. of like, what is VR and what does that mean? Like, what is the point of this virtual world? for job and in it now he doesn't need if he's to controlling the reality in the virtual he doesn't thing, need to see any of this this even a thing why, yeah. why and it, yeah. it seems to be like time has to take place between each push to grab right. to a different port it mm -hmm. yeah that's where it gets well, into the it's, funny it's, world of like yeah uh, this is all just for visual can, fun well you're a little computer totally. guy now too so well, you have a different perspective right. on like the functionality of computers than you did before Mm -hmm. True. I always knew it was a little ridiculous, but I think of knowing how ridiculous it is now, it's I don't know, funny. <laughs> sure, Funnier. totally. I just what, I think you have Angelo, a you're right. One hundred percent right. Because didn't Angelo drop a virus into the facility that literally cut it off, cut the network off from the internet? Right. They had that. So well, that was the, the huge that's thing. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to close all of those ports that Job was trying to access and gain uh, access to, you know, the outside world. Freedom. Which I mean, I did yeah. think it was funny that all the computer people, whenever they used a keyboard, like hunt and peck, like one finger <laughs> at a time, they'd go up to it and just poke at it because <laughs> we didn't know how to of the type pretend Dude. to be good at computers. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yet. What are we? How do we? Computers like hilarious. I'm like what do you do with a keyboard? You take one finger and go like that, tap, just tap, tap. finger pecking. My dad has had a web design company since like literally the early two thousands. That is how that man types. My oh, dad I'm, types I believe with two it. fingers. Once, like it's there's a generational thing. You, you can't. <laughs> it's amazing. Not it's amazing. I'm like once you ever talk to, to him type? <laughs> can't imagine. But okay, so <laughs> cyber battle. Why does Lawrence? go in just to be like i'm gonna stop you what's the point yeah, of him going to, in there to keep him from escape well, was was lawrence planning on killing uh, himself sacrificing himself yes. i think so he i think the point been, was right? for him to suit up he was going to distract job long enough so the, for the, for the c4 to, to explode and i went to and shit for him not when to, peter yeah, decided when to peter come showed into up. place okay that, i guess that makes a little bit more sense of why he went into it then and so it's like if he was trying to if he was gonna blow up and escape i was like blow it up and that escape. happened <laughs> especially he got digitally crucified yeah yeah didn't like and it that was like joe's restraint somehow and like when he'd get knocked around it seemed like that hurt him too and you just see the gyro so, like moving in circles well, it's, it's like it doesn't seem like that would hurt. It hurt too bad. Well, it's weird because they crucified. It's like a haptic suit type of deal. Well, that's what it well, seems then, like, like is that these things can do. And I think he mentioned something about it affecting certain levels. So I have to assume that these suits are somehow hurt up more so well, to your brain and system and your brain. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. That's it's the like Matrix. Part. It's like that's Matrix stuff. To do both. Yeah. yeah so it's because it. It's like the, he gets like the cyber god kind of like – because there's a scene where he gets crucified and then Job kind of like 
reaches into his guts and like starts doing something to his torso and you can see in the gyroscope like he's like keeling over like mm-hmm. stop job stop and then just another gyroscope design thing is funny as a lot of the time when like job before he even you know becomes god job and he's like floating around and like moving around and all this shit it's it's, it's something that seems so jarring about how much it moves for what you're doing and not adding a very like fluid feeling to it. Yes. I'm like gravity still like it would have to affect like your sense of yeah the, where that you, kind of gyroscope unless know. you're it, going it, yeah. super fast. I feel it like it doesn't release gravity design somehow. Yes. <laughs> all all the VR scopes are just a little weird. But we'll get there. we'll 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 get there no i agree with you i like i mean i like the look of them i think for the film they look super fucking cool but like it would be better if they were on like a vr set and like one of those giant hamster ball like um treadmills like the ones you have in vr where you can move left right and like Mm -hmm. it just moves to your motions but you're still staying still like that i think practically probably would work better than just spinning around, just getting head rush and then puking. Yeah, it's, it, it just seems like excessive spinning. I'm like, it's still gonna like whip you around a little bit. That I feel like that would be disjointing and jarring to the experience. Well, for, if it, if it, you know, but if it's really like your, that much into your how you feel, and so you can then, feel all then, these things, and it could make you not feel what's happening in reality. So then, why have it spin so much? <laughs> then why have it spin at all? I mean, it's all nonsense. <laughs> Because it doesn't just look the cool, picking. Right? Well, yeah, this uh, which is I think cool. is fun to look at again. Like you know, when you look at like if you were to look at fifties <laughs> sci-fi stuff, you're like, oh my god, they thought we'd have flying cars and look at all the ridiculous you, technology. This is fun to, could, to poke around at. Could you imagine again? The, 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 the world of VR is hilarious to me. No, but could you imagine fucking Doctor Eljo setting up this entire lab and then he just goes like, okay, so I I noticed that the VR we're just sitting down. Um, I was wondering if we could just. I need more spinning. You guys yeah. heard of well, gyroscopes? Does that help with the re- Have you heard of a gyroscope? Gyroscopes? It, does that help with the research? Absolutely not. Actually, it, it hinders it more than it helps it, but it looks cool. It's I think we need to look. Like, it, it needs to, it, dude, I just watch it happen. I also designed these suits. Can you they light up? On a, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just picture it on a movie poster. Like, it's yeah. going to look I mean, in pretty an, cool. I mean, People think of this gyroscope like, in an eyeball. <laughs> sells itself and this room i think we need it bigger i want someone to come in here and be like this room is big because that's a line yeah, that happens I, do- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's marnie when she comes in to do cyber sex thing and she's like this is a big room or something ridiculous it's a big room i also like the fact how big it is and how like it's not lighted correctly like you would think that like they kind of they skipped out the on the lighting for this like skeezy not but not skeezy the shadow corporation yeah. government yeah the shop everything the is shop. blue blue light blue lighting and concrete and shadowy concrete. So- yeah brutalism and uh uh noir uh-huh. blue yes. lighting yeah. yes. i don't know it's it's not the right analogy but it's like fucking it made me think of like if event horizon was on qvc like it just it seemed so like it was just very like ominous shading but it wasn't it didn't look scary it was just ominous to be ominous and then they just had two giant gyroscopes well again i mean looking at through like different like scopes if you look at it through a horror scope 
like you would want it to be a little more dreadful. But the sci-fi scope usually is, I don't know, I feel like it, how to judge it varies a little bit differently between the two yeah. genres. Because how it plays into, I don't know, the, the schlockness and the, bee, the bee-ness of it. Yeah. I don't know how- It was very clean cut. I, I don't know what the movie was trying to be so much what at the, the time. Was. At the time, yeah, exactly. Obviously, the director's cut, I mean, the director really wanted to say something about fucking, you know, what it is to it. Well, it seems like the grand point, the finale of the movie and and the realization that Pierce Brosnan's Lawrence's character or Lawrence makes is or explains to the audience is that, you know, knowledge without wisdom is bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And I shouldn't smoke. (laughs) 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 But yeah, yeah. And that's like, you know what? I don't need this anymore. And that's definitely a good point. So, which was also, I was kind of like asking like what we thought would, would happen to Job without the introduction of the aggressive chemical. If like, if that point of knowledge without wisdom, like does that still hit as hard or can that still well, yeah, like that's the a- thing? I think it would have been the same was what right. I was saying. Yeah. So. I think there would have been different out. I, I really do think there would have been different outcomes. I think that like, he would have been more indifferent than um, vengeful without, I think the psychotic break and then like him overdosing on his own medication and stuff like that, I think kind of like amplified his already like psychotic Messiah complex behavior mm-hmm. to this like grand I think the psychotic break was, well, yeah, it, I'd have to watch it again to see even when that gets introduced versus when he's like going into augmented reality and realizing it's his like half, it's like halfway through it. Like he's getting intelligent and he's getting the beginnings of like uh, being able to read people's minds and telepathy and telekinesis and stuff like that. And he's in one of these. Oh man, I think it's just one of these like training programs and that's when the guy slides in and starts fucking hammering out like the different protocols while he's in the middle of learning because i think what happens is um lawrence is like here do this learning subject thing that's where he puts the little thing on and and learns about like a shit ton of human history like a hundred hours or whatever worth and like the the minutes that he does and that's kind of when he takes one of his first clicks to we'll call it the godhood levels that he tries to get to and he's like realizing a little bit more and becomes definitely more intelligent but Mm -hmm. i don't know if he's necessarily yeah angry at that point and i think that's when lawrence because at one one point lawrence wants to like pull him back from doing so much to try to again instill wisdom like understanding of like why what the the importance behind the knowledge you know what wisdom is it's like don't you want to read a book and he's like why do i need a book when i know everything so it's like but 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 job still seems to want to continue pushing it further and and know more and then i believe the 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 aggressive agent gets reintroduced So he's already on and some sort of path. So I don't he's know. He's already on that path. I don't know if oh, it would totally. be as maybe angry perceived. I think it would still lead to maybe some of the same outcomes, but I don't know if he'd be as emotional or as angry, but still the same type yeah. of thing. Uh, so the place blows up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Peter, <laughs> Peter and Dr. Angelo run out. And as they're running, it's blowing out. And I just had to comment on the way the flames look in the building. <laughs> the late 80s, early 90s flames. 
explosions are my favorite. I think I oh, yeah. loved yeah. it. Uh, I like them because like they're not huge flame licks. They're just like walls of fire that move through. Mm-hmm. It's like a yeah. It's like it's a like little a, model just mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. getting a fire lit through it because it's like they look like large. It it looks like a a tiny little flame blown up really big, like yeah. to take up the size of something. Then presumably Doctor Angelo is. And the neighbor and son are maybe going to be a family now or something. Yeah, I don't know the time frame of how much time passes between explosion and then him hanging out in the basement. I think it's like the next day. Well, he gives a date, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's like July 10th or something like that, but I don't know when the events took place. Because now he's going to take all of his research. It's a day that's hilarious (laughs) because he's definitely already got that other family moved in. Oh, yes. (laughs) They're all down the basement going, yeah, oh, gee, we're going to move. And then next thing you know, uh, we get a collect call. The world gets a collect call. All the phones the start ringing. Phone on the planet. Now what? Credits. Yeah. Done. But I mean, when, when, okay, so he did what he wanted to do. And now what is he going to do? Time to watch a lawnmower man too. Now that he's a super god. I guess we'll find out. I'm I'm pretty sure L2 Machine Goo is totally different characters and like a brand new Lawnmower Man, right? I thought it. I think. Well, well, it's got like a new doctor and a new Joe. I think you need to play the video game. The video game, it says, if you look at the description, is a direct sequel to this movie. Oh my God. That's like my revealer idea. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 I'll uh, I'll pull up the the description. I did love on Jeff Fahey's IMDb, uh, his like most known for is the Sega Genesis Lawnmower Man video game is one of the four, not the Lawnmower Man movie. I And that really tickled oh, me dude, pink. I can't imagine the cross-pollination when this movie came out and then a Sega Genesis game came out. Because it's like they're using the same graphics cards. So it's like it's not <laughs> it's it's kind of a brilliant idea of having this as a video Sega game. Genesis would have been way worse than what we saw. No, for here. sure. So yeah. this says in a direct sequel to the Lawnmower Man, Job takes over cyberspace, kidnaps the characters from the movie, and imprisons them in his world. Doctor Angelo, in his avatar form, must overcome Job's traps and puzzles to save them. <laughs> so okay. that's the that's if you want to continue so, so he would have created a bunch of puzzles for dr angelo to solve to yes that's what would have happened <laughs> i Apparently wonder what was, i i cut it but there was four games video games oh shit from oh wow this movie awesome i yeah i wonder what final form job would be because I guess he had, like he realizes when he's in that chamber that he can't affect the outside world anymore Except, I guess, the card, like when they were trying to leave and the door's locked, he unlocked it. But he's also connected to that mainframe of the building, I guess. But, like, he can't really manifest the outside world anymore because it's just energy. But he could cause some real havoc on the internet. I mean, like, he could do all kinds of crazy. How could he do it before, though? I mean, does he need to be in a human body to manifest stuff and 
to the real world. Yes. It, um, yeah, he does. Uh, Angela brings that up where he's like, oh, you've lost your human body. So you you have no effect on the outside well, world. After, yeah, after he ascends to cyber form, he tries to do effect. He tries to disarm the bombs. Oh, that's right. Or he wants to disarm uh, the bombs. And Dr. Angela's like, you can't do that now because, you know, you're in virtual form. So the Lawnmower Man 2 is, uh, does have Job in it. It doesn't have the oh. same actors, but it has Job. Oh. It, it it apparently takes place in a dystopian Los Angeles in the future where Peter's now a teenager computer hacker and <laughs> oh. living in the subways with a group of runaway teacher, teenagers after the events of the first film. Job finds Peter online and asks him to find Benjamin Trace, the founder of virtual reality. And then they do whatever and stuff there. So, yeah, it... it oh. I don't wow. know. I don't know what what Job's plans are. What it were, or maybe it explains a little bit more that he's not quite all the way. Who knows? But I guess there's only one way to find out. Coming soon. <laughs> Lord more man too. All right. Well, uh, of the first six, you guys got anything else? No, I think we we thoroughly Negative. yeah we thoroughly cut that yard. We cut the fucking grass on this one. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's hit that break. Break. All right, now it's time for the next six questions that we have. I didn't do anything. I, I did, it didn't fun. even occur to me to do something fun with the names until Just right now. now. Uh-huh. Would we survive? What does that mean? I don't um, know. What does that mean for like, this one exactly? It's tough. <laughs> I don't, you know. Yes. Part of what makes it not really horror, I guess, is it's hard to have an answer for that. I, that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, I, you know, I guess I, yes, we would survive if we stayed on Job's good side. Once he reaches full godhead, I mean, like he looks at you weird, you dematerialize. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. right? But like Peter, he almost like he almost came back from yeah, he's not that far still, gone for yeah emotion yeah. or whatever for Peter. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think we would have if this guy was even just our lawnmower guy i don't our lawn mowing guy i don't think we would like and we didn't enter man man please man man the lawnmower guy we didn't, that's the movie i watched right <laughs> i actually watched three versions of the film oh, did you, wait i think did I you mean, watch the, lawnmower person i don't think we didn't ever do anything out of our way to be a like disrespectful to this person so i don't think we're yeah, making it on his list totally. so i think we're we're fine yeah absolutely we're not gonna be jake's we're gonna exactly. be peter's yeah. Or Terry's even, you know, but not Father Jerkface. Or Mabel or whatever her name is, Miriam. Right. Did anything some. pull you out of the movie? Sure, but it it has such a tone, you're never like really into it and then sucked <laughs> right. out. You're just kind of always commenting on how <laughs> ridiculous the movie is. Yeah. is. Good point. <laughs> this is a new one. New question. I don't even remember what we replaced it with, but here it is. If this movie were a band, what would its name be, and what is the genre of music? Oh, this is definitely. I came up with mine while we were going. Mine is uh, Um, Big Red, and it's techno. Of course, yeah. I think we're all going to be some form of techno. I don't really know the subgenre as well. Maybe house. I don't know. Maybe house. Maybe trip hop. I don't know, but I think definitely something around those lines. Ooh, I'm going digital goo. Ooh. And it is whatever the most popular form of electronic music was in 1992. See, it's very of the era. Yeah. I didn't come up with a name because I forgot about this question, but I would imagine it to be very trip hop. 
yeah. I think that's a good genre for what it would be, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry, I forgot a name. You do Priest on Fire or something Ooh, like that. Priest on Fire. <laughs> but that, that, was, sounds, that sounds, well, that's that sounds uh, something uh, more like, then it would be something like... Um, black Metal. I was going to say yeah. like Firestarter. I'm a Firestarter. <laughs> like, oh, Prodigy. Prodigy. Apparently, so. it was one of the things I cut, but uh, some Prodigy song uses a quote from Lawnmower Man, and quite a few hmm. electronic musicians have used quotes from... Oh, yeah. Sense. Oh, that reads... Is there anything about this movie that is unusual for the genre? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I guess it's sci-fi. Uh, we would, have said it is sci-fi, but yeah. like now that I'm sit- with this question, I'm like, what fucking genre? <laughs> I guess for a science fiction movie, I guess what would be at the this point when the movie was made is the the amount of CGI in this movie and how it's presented. I feel is unusual, where it's like I think some CGI is trying to imitate reality and in this one it's clearly stylized virtual reality that i I agree with you but i think that's because in the 90s we thought virtual reality would be like that and not real more realistic yeah that's true right we thought that was pushing the boundaries of what the computers were capable we can look like liquid metal mannequins how cool somebody saw a fucking capri sun commercial (laughs) (laughs) we can do that one of those capri sun guys saw lawnmower man that back yeah president of capri actually mr capri sun himself excuse me it's mrs capri sun it's a woman-owned corporation that's true you know what thank you for checking me there (laughs) i appreciate that and that's miss capri sun actually excuse me I said Mrs. <laughs> Miss. Miss Capri Sun is an independent businesswoman. <laughs> I think really Carolyn, what... Carolyn Capri Sun, there it is. CCS. Miss Carolyn Capri Sun. Oh, that's her, her robes, you know. All her our, everything. CCS, yeah. yeah. For sure. I think kind of an answer to the unusual for the genre is what is the message of the movie? Because I feel like it... Probably had a lot that it was trying to say. I one oh, yeah. of them, a big one you touched on, is like, "What is knowledge without wisdom?" Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like a you know, science or technology without art, um, in a way. Which is kind of what the virtual reality was a combination of both because it was art meeting meeting science. science, right? But yeah, technology, bad religion, and science there's something there well i don't know if it's necessarily technology bad i think it's again to the line of like if you don't use all this knowledge we have without wisdom and and forethought that it can Mm. be bad but it's not necessarily bad Uh, because it doesn't end with it ends with him being like i want i'm going to continue this project like he's going to continue but he's like i'm going to do it in the right way with the mindset of like guiding it in through with wisdom so it's not necessarily bad it's how you use it which is like totally what the big conversation is today with ai yeah (laughs) like because because the 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 shop primarily not primarily it's only directive was to militarize all (laughs) yeah it to militarize all of uh the project you know what i mean like it had nothing to do with intelligence it's like how can we make this so it can kill people you know what I mean? And right, I think at right. the end of the film, like he's like, no, I want to do this to evolve the human race. Like I, I realized in Job that like I can – he even brought it up. Is that like mm-hmm. uh, lower IQs, Alzheimer's, things like that. Like he could go into the brain and fix it, if not amplify us to another like level of understanding. And he's like, but this can even be used to evolve humans 
but we can't do it at a hundred times the speed. It needs to be slow, slow. And, and uh, but like you know, we can. It doesn't want another cyber god on his hands. Yeah, because now you only now you've got a cyber god. What are you going to do with him? Yeah, cyber worship only cyber, cyber goths, church, please. Cyber goths. Well, they they don't attend the cyber church. The cyber goths. They worship the cyber devil. <laughs> <laughs> cyber Satan. Make it gooier. That's also a new one. It's our last one. I, I mean, one. how do we make this movie gooier? Uh, tons of ways. All the deaths. All the deaths. Just yeah. make the that deatomizing actually like gooey. You could make them sort of like pulled apart. I'm almost thinking like uh, the opening of the original Cube, but in smaller bits, but like where we're seeing their meats and juices yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, the lawnmower death showing actually showing the lawnmower uh, death absolutely yeah that's the biggest one yeah, yeah. i mean if we're getting it, fictitious it, i would totally have job uh, um integrate and absorb knowledge by sucking the brains out of other people instead of like like <laughs> he goes i've gained all this knowledge yeah. all the guards are dead i took their knowledge i mean i think the, the a good gooierness would be like with uh again the brain kill the brain mower virtual thing yes because then you mm-hmm. could have um, jake jake i don't know like bleeding out his nose or some shit getting gooey out of his face just, a little bit from mm-hmm. that like a spigot out of his eyes just out yeah. of his nose and his ears, ears and his eyes at the same time yeah mm-hmm. th- yeah all, all, all the deaths could use a little bit something more but I the can't. only gooey bit we got was the cyber six thing cyber sex part because <laughs> virtual like gooey, it yeah. looked gooey it sounded gooey yeah oh yeah it did virtual gooey virtual moistness is the worst thing I think Joe, I've ever heard in my life virtual moistness that's another band actually. yeah that's actually their <laughs> that's, band. A, that's actually virtual girl digital goo's first oh, album no. is virtual the moistness. moistness. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna be on channel all records. You. Yep. Off Channel yep. Records. I was going to say something Dope. I forgot. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, unless you have any other ideas to make it gooier, we can go ahead to the last six where the phone rings again wow. across the globe. Sort of jazzed it up there. Villain level one through ten. So who's the real villain? Oh, uh, good question. Ooh, For simplicity, ooh. let's go with Job. That makes sense. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I, I, have, I have two numbers for Job. I have pre-assimilation, post-assimilation. You know what I mean? Into the you have uh, yes, you have cyber cyber man Job and yes, yes. <laughs> and cyber god Job. Yes, uh-huh. dude, he went from a cyber man to a cyber god. I, yeah, dude, it's like the day I'll never forget the day he turned thirteen. It was before his lawnmower boy. That day he became a lawnmower man. <laughs> God damn it! Oh man, no, I I think honestly, Job for me, as like on on Earth, as in like the physical realm, not virtual reality. Like he's oh man, dude, he's like an eight or a nine for me. Because like yeah, scary. he's fucking horrifying. Like, dude, like just yeah. like he's three houses like away and, and he stares at you and changes all of your like, okay, nope, totally he's an fucking, accident. I, yeah, totally I put him he's at level yeah. 10 before he's he got, goes yeah, full he's cyber. He's, he's got mm-hmm. God-like yeah. powers. Yes. Literally. Yeah. yeah. I would honestly, I'd bump it to a 10. Like he's literally God. And then like you get, but, totally. but then yeah. he gets absorbed into this like 
gilded cage of virtual reality he powers himself yeah it almost it drops him like a five six for me i mean i realize that it once he's out of that himself. he can really fuck up some shit like he could probably like financial collapse could happen instantaneous well maybe not 1992 though i don't know well, well, everything's still well, in area. yeah he would still have connections to all that kind of shit but like what does anyway like what does he want yeah, exactly. Uh, we still don't know what it, the, the end goal, what he's doing. And then again, crazed. 1992, it's going, it can cause a lot of like financial ruin and upset. And technically he can, probably could get into government systems and set off nukes right. and destroy nukes the world. I mean, but he doesn't have the same physical manipulation. So he's trading off your powers. Like you're, you're, you're hoping that you have access to, I guess. Yeah. Nukes. Yeah. If, if you right. want that, if you want that ability, but you have that, so I think he's probably still pretty powerful, but he doesn't like pre-cyber yeah, no, god world. He has like right. matter manipulation, psychic like brain manipulate. Like it's a lot yeah. stronger. Well, but then the his iconography as the his look as the cyber god in the virtual world when it's just the skin face on the like cyber body, yeah. body yeah. thing. Dope as hell. I love it. Uh, yeah. It I'll, I'll give you that. It's, it's pretty I love wild. his physical form. I want to, I want to like cosplay in that suit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, I, I'll just, I'll just, you know, put the hair. I'm the lawnmower man. Go the hair a little bit more wild oh. and, oh yeah. Get the LED Get suit and then just LEDs. a push mower at a, at a con. That would be the Big funniest. Red. Yeah. Oh, I saw a funny so comment good. on some website. It was like the, the, how the mower was built would be totally like, impractical the way that the the vents are on it which are just like go straight up because it would just blow all the exhaust into your face <laughs> which would mm. essentially kill you because it was like super like toxic with like such with the exposure that he would have been using it <laughs> totally but again he had the lawnmower guy die <laughs> that's in lawnmower guy <laughs> that's in lawnmower guy yeah that's the version i watched lawnmower, <laughs> guy. lawnmower dude it would have been weird if it would have been funny if brian and i only watched the theatrical version and he watched the <laughs> director's guy yeah. and we didn't know oh my god and we're just like you keep bringing up shit that we're like what the, what the fuck, fuck is that about you ta- like stop we- talking about wow, the chimpanzee i really must have zoned out <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was kind of hoping would have happened, but also at the same time, you know. Okay. We know it has a sequel, but does it deserve a sequel? Or, and, what's the worst sequel? The worst sequel you could make for this. Does it deserve a sequel? I'm going with, yeah, um, for sure. I think it does. I'd love to see Job's intentions. Yeah. I want to know what's going to happen next. Now that he's well, he, he seemed is. to kind of say he wanted to be the new world. This was a new world that he could create, and he was going to be the one to lead us and rule. So whatever yeah. that means, that's what he wants to right. do. Yeah, he wants sure. to like upload humanity into virtual reality, like because he says it's a new dimension, like it's a physical dimension. So I much wonder. harder. <laughs> like, You'd have to like hibernate for like a hundred years and then be like, because doesn't he say like by the year two? And he says some weird thing in dialogue. He's like, by the year 2001, <laughs> everyone's going to be on virtual reality. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't, I, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll see the sequel. How, what's the worst sequel? I mean, they got to make it. So, let's say it's 1994 now. So, they've made it like two years after the movie. They, they got to pull it 
out of the cyber like he comes back into the real world in some like robot form so it's like we thought we were about to get like yeah yeah he gets cut off from it so there's no virtual no reality virtual, yeah. at all in that movie. <laughs> and he's like powerless How- exactly oh, god i would but it is still post-apocalyptic and he had been a god so it's like him trying to come back now the interest does it send him back to not smart hair job Hmm. Or does he retain? Yeah, I don't know. Intelligence. All right, I'm gonna try I mean, to double it should. up. On I think the... that'd probably be more angry if it just returned him to not smart Joe as That's a right. robot. Yeah. He like somehow inhabits a weird robot's body <laughs> that he constructs because he's still kind of super smart. Maybe a little bit of both. Or he's losing his intelligence, so he has to make it super fast. Well, well, not smart so job tra- did say that he can fix anything and he can make and he made big red right yeah. that's true so he just makes a lawn he has to make a lawnmower he makes Ooh. a lawnmower that he possesses that's good so <laughs> he's just a, like a lawnmower I, I i might be able to get i might be able to do worse i thought he would just be uploaded into a game boy so like he's just stuck in a game boy and then it turns into like a buddy film as in like job and then, I don't know, Peter's kid with Game Boy, Peter's Peter. cousin, Peter. Think of like, yeah, think, yeah. What's that Savage film? The Wizard, yeah, The Wizard. Oh. Just think of like The Wizard, but then, but you have Job in there trying to help out along. Interesting. Okay, probably okay. could be like the worst cool. sequel I can think of. I think the worst sequel I can think of is that they pick up the phone. Everybody over the world picks up the phone. And then he zaps everybody that picked up a phone dead, which is a cool start. But (laughs) (laughs) then the rest of the movie is the survivors just trying to figure out what happened. And we don't really hear from Job again. (laughs) And it ends with um, all the phones all over the world ringing again. And it cuts. It's called the dead. Oh my god. So just two calls all over the world. Only one we see what happens after. And no lawnmower man. Okay, I can take that. Lawnmower man two. What happened? Lawnmower who? Lawnmower who? <laughs> okay. Would you buy the soundtrack or score on vinyl? I don't recall. Neither do I. Really wasn't it whatsoever. So, yeah, so it's gonna be a gonna no. no. If we can make one up of just insane '90s early techno, would be hilarious. And then yes, right. But did it even have that in the movie? No. Or it, it just had, has that it had feel like to a, it, a so generic like rock song at one point uh, during some sort of montage. I think when um he was shooting up all the aggressive stuff. Yeah, was playing oh, something. But yeah, no thanks. Anything action figure worthy? Totally. Cyber Joe. Um, both. I mean, yeah. the Cyber God, and then also tracksuit or whatever but the pl- yep. oh dude the playset is a gyroscope so you can put either one of them in and oh, yeah. just spin it i feel like there were toys for this movie there had to have been right cyboman i would take Ooh, the good monkey, call the robo monkey yeah i think that about does it maybe all three um jobs where you have not smart hair joe mm. or yeah four yeah. jobs i think not smart hair joe smart hair with a like slick outfit then him in the tron outfit then you know ultimate form take it i'll take cyber it god don't look up uh lawnmower man action figures why it's just a bunch of guys mowing their yards it's just there's, there's no lawn it's just <laughs> 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 what merch or prop would you want from the film 
I mean, uh, take a gyroscope. Can, gyroscope. Oh, sure, big totally. red would be hilarious to have. Oh, I would do uh, that. Lo- that little sex chair. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, floating, falling <laughs> chair. Oh, yeah. Whatever it is. That one would be good. The 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 belly down chair. Flying one when you're mm-hmm. on the belly. I don't know. That didn't look comfortable uh, when I, I was Joe like, looked like be, he was falling all Again, that that goes to like I feel like all the the movements that they made, the virtual reality movements were so exaggerated with all the different machines they had. Yeah. Especially especially those and uh the gyroscopes. Okay, okay. Virtual reality was the future. Forgot about that brief moment in time. Right. Early nineties. Gotta love it. What would you do at the midnight showing? This honestly, this one was hard for me. I, uh, the first idea I had was throwing grass clippings at the screen, but the first time you see the uh, the lawnmower. But then mm-hmm. I don't. This thing for me, it should have been chock full of ideas, and I I completely ran empty on this. I have no. <laughs> Although me bringing my own clippings and then throwing them on the screen. Yeah, it's better than me. I feel the same way and don't have any. I I feel like. Uh, I wanted to have some moment in the movie early on with not smart Job where somebody says something to him and he just kind of looks at him and everybody in the audience is like, uh. (laughs) I thought a close second would be. And and maybe some sort of play with a Dr. Angelo. Dr. Angelo. Yeah. I thought about having like a Cybo man as in like if once they say Cybo man from my comic books and then everyone just throws dollar comic books <laughs> at the screen yeah yeah i don't have anything as well well dope this movie seems like i mean it does seem like it'd be a great hang, hang but yeah. like i haven't like for a midnight show i think we need I, to be in I, that environment for it to, I guess to so. come yeah out. you gotta have to be yeah. in the moment how about this guys in the discord or any social media what would you do during the midnight showing if if it stumped the chuttleman what yeah what would you what would you want to have on a lawnmower man screening and finally, what are we going to do? We rate movies, of course. That's part of this whole ding-dong we're doing here tonight, today. Sure tonight, is. Whenever, in this episode. So, we rate movies. We got a way of rating movies. It's the Chuttle scale. Uh, we got five fingers that we cut off. Each finger represents either engaging, sticky, t-shirtable, cockles, or rewatchable. With that said, we're going to start cutting off fingers and see where it lands. And I want to start with Brian because he was the one who was very tentative about watching this and seems to have got the most kick out of it. So, <laughs> I sure did. And I'm having, I'm having a hard time with this one here. But okay, how many fingers am I going to send off into the, the cyberverse to get mummified Ooh. and turned into dust? Engaging. I mean... I was fully engaged. It gets a one. I, I watched the theatrical and the director's cut pretty close to each other and was in it to win it to the point where I was stopping the director's cut to go back to theatrical cut. I was wanting, you know, I was interested. So it gets one you were for really engaging. In it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was enjoying it. I was having a good time. It was fun. Good. So I definitely got a one. Sticky. This one's tough because, I mean, this movie stuck with me, but the reason it stuck with me is different for the reason that it's sticking with me now. And it it certainly posed a lot of questions that I just had fun exploring with how this movie was trying to explore them. Mm -hmm. I just found it to be an interesting pocket of time. 
mm-hmm. but sticky. I'm going to give it, I'll screw it. I'll give it a one. Uh, t shirtable. Sure. I mean, there, there's plenty you of moments that are lot yeah. I totally, I've changed my tune on this one and I'll, I'll one, I'll one that t shirtable. Cockles. I think this is where it's going to be a little bit different. I want to say, it did rock my cockles, but I don't know if it milked them. And and it's going to come back to this and rewatchable. <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> That's such a fun way to uh, figure out how we've rated movies over here. Oh, well, it rocked my cockles, but it didn't milk them. Oh. <laughs> uh, point five. I'll, I'll point five that one. And I think same thing with rewatchable. I don't know if I'm going to come back and rewatch this a lot. But I definitely would again and had a fun time with it. If it comes around with there's there's people around who would want to experience it, I think that would be fun too. But yeah, 0.5 at that. So I think it gives it a four overall. That's good. good. Probably not what we're expecting. Nope. Does that feel right in your heart? Yeah. Feels good to me. Feels fine. Cool. Well, normally I like to go last, but I want to save Ross for last and go ahead and jump in here with my fingies. So engaging. It's going to get a 0.5 there because there are parts where it's like incredibly engaging, but I definitely find both times watching it found myself drifting because there are also parts that are, I find a lot of the shop parts, a lot of the stuff with the shadowy organization pretty dull. Mm. Sticky. That is a tough one. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 0.5 for now being a little charitable. I'm not sure how much of this is going to stick with me, but I, well, I guess we'll just find out over time. <laughs> Come back to that. T-shirtable is going to get a full one just because it is a fun time. And there's a lot of fun mm-hmm. imagery you, from this movie you could put on a shirt. Sure. So got to give it up where credits do cockles. That's a tough one. It's going to go back to engaging and get a 0.5. The stuff that I liked, I really liked. But the I, it's not that I really dislike the other stuff, but it was, it was bored, just kind of boring, like I said, which ultimately makes the rewatchability also a 0.5 because I don't really want to deal with the parts I don't like, which gives it a 3 out of 5, which I is much higher than I expected going in because... I've watched it once in my late 20s and was like, God, this sucks. I, I would have guessed I was going to give it a one coming into this. Right. That leaves Rossi Poo oh, to let us know how he scores. Well, all right. So we go for engaging. I'm going to give uh, – it's going to be a one for engaging. I was fully engaged the entire time. Oh, man. I, I'm going to have to give 0.5 for Sticky. It's weird because I, I'm definitely on the same tip, Ryan, where like – while watching this movie it was sticky but i think the concepts are stickier than the content you know what i mean like for Mm. me we're like i get very heady on like the like this like the ideas in this movie presented stuck with me not necessarily how they were presented (laughs) if that makes sense but like totally makes sense to me um t-shirtable definitely gets a one on the t-shirt holy crap there are so many different combinations that you could do cockles it didn't milk them it didn't do it it's it's gonna be a 0.5 it's gonna be a 0.5 for me i think that uh like you i'm just kind of like reverberating what you guys said i think that like it's engaging like i don't know it's the the cockles were there but like man maybe if i watch one and two back to back you know what i mean maybe i'll get a full cockle out of that 
uh, and see the future sure. of Joe. Um, <laughs> uh, rewatchable. Funny enough that I've said that I've only seen this three times and like three or maybe four times in my life. Um, this is going to get a one. This is probably not going to get in like heavy rotation, but it's definitely going to get in rotation now. Nice. You think now this this recent rewatch has boosted it back I, up to the I'll uh, tell, pile of rotating I'll be movies. totally honest with you. It was a zero when I first, like when we first started recording. And the more we uh-huh. talked about this, it literally <laughs> vamped it up to a one. Because I was like, fuck, man, that's a good point. Man, I gotta, maybe I should rewatch that. I want to really dive into that. I, this conversation also definitely bumped up my enjoyment yeah. of of the movie. I, I'm not sure where I would have landed, but I don't think it would be where where it is now. That gives you a four as it well. It feels that feel weird because, like, in my head, <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I don't know. In my in 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 my guts, I'm like it's a three five. But if the numbers are like like this is where we go with Lawnmower Man. This is the science, and if the science says it's a four, I'm gonna stick with that four. Well, you know, it's a, it's also That's it's an art true. as well, so we can always adjust that scale as needed. I, I did it for a year and a half, <laughs> and however long. But that's great. So that brings us to our final two questions for the evening. One, we got to look at that average score we just created. Is it over four? Does it get in the Chuddle Club crypt? Let's take a look at Reno. Well, you know what? We already know we got two fours and a three, no. so it was not meant to be. It's going to be 3.7, though, which is strong and way higher when we picked. So I really want to do Lawnmower Man because I was like, there's no way we'll do it if it weren't yeah. a patron suggestion. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll have fun talking about it, which we did. And we all liked it i think way more than any of us yeah. expected to oh precisely totally. like yes, i thought i thought originally that this movie was just like in our rating system was going to be like just thrown into like a giant burial pit i'm really surprised it has its own casket like at this like it's got a nice i don't know it's it definitely shaped up mm-hmm. more than what i thought it was going to be absolutely no it's a proper burial no doubt all right would you rather mine says would you rather have the ability to enter and control the minds of anyone you meet just like job and the lawnmower man but lose all sense of your own identity or retain your own individuality but be forever trapped in a virtual reality world cut off from the real world and its experiences (laughs) whoa heavy the first one So that would be like you lose your own sense of identity so you don't know who you are, but you're still in the real world. Yeah, because I couldn't die someday. The other one's forever stuck in virtual reality. Well, presumably. I mean, real, virtual oh, reality could dude, die someday. I would. That's not infinite. It says forever. I do so. virtual reality because I would just matrix myself. Yeah. And then yeah, when, I do virtual reality too, I think. And then when I'm bored, I just delete my own programming. I don't know. Did you see the virtual reality That's in that? Well, it's not necessarily we're trapped in, but but we're evolving with it. I mean, virtual reality is going to evolve, isn't it? You're not stuck in that virtual reality. You're just stuck in. Well, then what? So what if it's a program that if it if it isn't forever? What if you get shut off right great. away? Then it's done. Then I'm not 
then I'm, I'm just dead. It's true. I guess I'd prefer that. I just want to be able to not Die? be around forever. That was my <laughs> right. whole reason. I need well, then I you need some you exit say, But what if you just die right away? Right. <laughs> then, so. Well, because I, I had said the forever mm. thing and you said, well, it doesn't, it have, doesn't to be. have to so be. So then I was rolling with that. Dope. <laughs> well, we did that. All right. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you all for listening so much. Uh, it's been a great time for us. I hope you had a great time mm-hmm. too. You can follow Russ, Ross on Instagram at Ross Purvis. That's Purvis with a U because you want his tattoos and goods and service. You can follow me at Chuttle the Sam on Letterboxd if you want to, you know, be friends with me on movies. Uh, you can follow the whole podcast at Shuttle the Pod on Instagram or Slasher. You can Facebook. get in our Discord and Facebook and, of, now. and Facebook now too. Thank you. I should add that to my notes here. And then, of course, all of that is in the show notes. Uh, so if you don't want to write this down or look it up right now, just go click around and you'll find it on your phone. That all being said, once again, I'm going to ask if you made it this far. Give us a rating, a good one, please. Uh, review <laughs> yeah. in, in the apps. That does help with discovery. Even more is word of mouth. So be a friend, tell a friend if you like the show. Please help us out. And until next time. God damn it, Carol. I never unplug a program when I'm engaged. You just ruined the whole effect.